There's this big story that's going, uh, it's been going around for a little bit. People have been talking about it for some weeks. It's that houses are becoming impossible to buy. But there's something strange about the story. And without getting a bit too conspiratorial, one fact is that pension funds and Wall Street and big investment firms with international interests are buying up houses at massive, massive uh, amounts above cost. Somebody will say, hey, I'm going to sell my house for, you know, 200K. And they'll be like, we'll give you 250. Pricing out any middle class person from the market. Houses, it's, it's a very direct and simple way that middle class people transfer wealth to their kids. You buy a house, you get old, you die, your, your kids inherit that house. Now it's going to be the middle class are permanent renters because all of these big firms are buying up houses like crazy. And maybe there's just, maybe it's a good money making opportunity for these Federal Reserve backed institutions. But at the same time, we're getting these stories where they're saying millennials regret buying their houses and hmm. middle class people don't want to buy houses anymore. And I'm like, why is why are there all these articles coming out claiming people don't want to own houses? At the same time, the biggest investment firms are buying houses. That just seems kind of odd to me. At the very least, it's going to result in middle class people not owning property, not owning wealth, squandering what little wealth they have inadvertently and massive Wall Street companies or, you know, whatever, owning everything. Some people are saying outright, this is just part of the Great Reset. You will own nothing and you will be happy. 10 years from now, 20 years from now, the next generation, they won't have things. There's a lot to go through. We'll break this down. Plus a bunch of other stories. There's a, apparently a story come out saying they weren't even selling bats, the Wuhan wet market. Anthony Fauci says, I am science and got really <laughs> mad on TV. So joining us today is we got Jack Sobic. Hey, hey, Jack Sobic, senior editor, human events. Welcome back. Author of the new book. Antifa stories inside the black block. Go to antifabook.com. Check it out. Filling in for Jack Murphy. I know a lot of people were expecting another Jack this evening. Uh, Jack couldn't be here today and asked me to uh, cover for him as the official Wednesday Jack. So you got, you, you, yeah, you got, but you got to do it in the official like anchor, like Jack Murphy has the night off. I will be filling in. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight Jack Murphy has the night off. I will be playing the role of Jack Murphy, though with a slightly less conspicuous beard. <laughs> we got Seamus. Got Seamus over here. We don't have the Illinois boys tonight, unfortunately, but I, I'm happy to sit here with the other Jack, uh, I will, and we will be pouring out an old style for our fallen brother. An old style. That's right. <laughs> Ian's chilling with the electroplasma so, ball. Someone asked in the in the chat, ask and you shall receive. There you go. Like, why is it Ian sitting at the plasma ball? Electricity. Makes Wait, so, so they said that in the chat before they could it's, see Ian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're talking right. about collective memory. Is this room bugged? Uh, is something is happening. No, no, they were asking that he do it. They, asked they were like, can it. we have Ian sit by the plasma ball? It makes him look cool. He was already here. They know. We were like, I'm not doing it because you asked, dude. Because so, so, I want to. They're watching. We got Lydia. I am also here in the corner pushing buttons for these guys. I request that they not argue with each other too much, but we'll see what happens. Can tonight. we argue with you? Yeah, yeah sure. Most of them are ganging up on yeah, you. Yeah, we definitely will. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll just argue with a straw man of the left. We'll pretend like there's a leftist there. We'll give <laughs> right, only right. the worst arguments yeah, from the worst side. possible. I'll be the straw man. Just be really easy. Yeah, Ian, yeah, Ian. Just be as liberal as you can. Say the worst leftist talking point so we can pretend like we're all smart. I want to help everyone. That's right. uh, I, I want. I got to add, you know. So our our our, um, our internet got struck by lightning, Oof. and we. I guess one of the one of the boxes downstairs, like one of our network boxes, got fried by it. Oh. So we're, you know, I think it's working. I, I don't know if the internet cuts out. I was watching. Uh, I was watching Loki earlier. The internet just shut off, and I was so mad. Oh, oh it's like I'm in the middle of watching Loki, man. You? So that wasn't like Thor. Like a whole uh, was it? Uh, like he's a like, I don't want you watching this. Propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. Well, let's let's uh, we'll, we'll get serious. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member. 
by clicking that big old members only button. And then you will get access to the exclusive members only area. I can only assume that tonight's members only exclusive will be a hoot because we got uh, Jack, Seamus, me, Ian, Lydia. Everybody's here. So it'll be a, a, a loud and raucous conversation, I suppose, talking about the things that YouTube typically doesn't want us to talk about. Yeah. And when you become a member, you don't just get these amazing segments, which you don't want to miss. You're actually helping fund the expansion of our mission. So we've got a newsroom launching hopefully in the next week or two. I don't have an exact date yet. It's going to be particularly rudimentary to start, but we're going to start bringing on journalists immediately and expanding and expanding and expanding. And then we're going to have our own news operation fact-checking these lying fake news journalists and putting out the real news. And it's going to be very, very precise and academic. And we are going to have like one of the most rigorous fact-checking operations. We're actually trying to get another. So we're going to, we're going to hire fact-checkers. Then we're going to hire a fact-checker to fact-check us and have them somewhere like 20 miles away so they never interact with anyone here. Then they read the articles, go through them. And we do that to, to uh, try and um, filter framing properly. So if everyone's hanging out and talking about everything and they're like, that's Joe Biden admitting he's a liar. Then someone 20 miles away doesn't talk to us, hears it and says, I don't think he's saying he's a liar. I think he's saying this. And then we can also try and make sure we're doing proper framing and stuff. So become a member. Let's talk about this tweet from Jack Posobiec. This guy, Jack Posobiec, antifabook.com. He's, he's, got, he's got some nerve. He said this like should, be, Ill- this should be illegal in all 50 states and punishable by federal prison time. What was he referring to? It's a Twitter thread where cultural husbandry uh, notes... BlackRock is buying every single family house they can find, paying 20 to 50 percent above asking price and outbidding normal home buyers. Why are corporations, pension funds and property investments groups buying entire neighborhoods? Well, he goes on to say it's basically the Great Reset. The middle class uses home ownership, land ownership to transfer wealth to their children. But what happens when during a Great Reset, I'm sorry, during a pandemic, There's a great reset, as it were, of people's jobs, of businesses. Everybody gets knocked out of the playing field, sort of levels a lot of people out. Their businesses are closed. Family businesses, these are some of the most horrifying stories. Companies that have been around for like 100 years, gone overnight. Now these people are going to become renters. Many moved. They want to buy houses. It's not that hard to buy a house. People think it is. But all of a sudden, you find this house, you're on Zillow.com, and you're flicking, and you're like, man, this is so cool. Look at this house. And then you call the agent, and he says, oof, just sold. For 50K above asking, you're like, how am I supposed to compete with that as a regular person? How are millennials supposed to build wealth when these companies are coming in and buying up all this property? Yeah, I mean, they're not. I wish that that, uh, Jack fellow were here so we could have a conversation with him on his perspective on the matter. But I think that what is happening is, is terrible. I'm generally a fan of the free market, but part of why this was possible was because the government came down uh, and they shut down the, or the government came in and they shut down the entire economy for months, and then they also printed a bunch of money inflating the dollar. And so for your average person, given the savings they had prior, it's going to be much more difficult for them to afford a house and these massive companies are going to be able to. So it's a consolidation of wealth, the likes of which I predicted would occur as a result of this bailout and as a result of the shutdown, and it has. And the fact is, people who don't own property are much easier to control. And check this out. You can't even build a house now. So there, this was reported back in April. It's about 40 grand more to build a house today because of the skyrocketing lumber and steel prices, which mm-hmm. have only gone higher. So imagine this. It's, it's July of last year. You got a few thousand dollars in savings, and you're like, I got enough to put down on buying a house. Not anymore, you don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were like, okay, I saved up enough to actually get a loan for a new construction. 
Not anymore, you don't. That new contract is way too expensive. So what happens? Not only that, not only has it become harder because of inflation and skyrocketing materials prices, you finally are like, well, I have enough. I've saved enough. I've overcome these these challenges. And then, sorry, BlackRock outbid you by 25%. And, yeah. and you know, going off what Shane So Jack saying, is here. And, and it turns out the guy is here. <laughs> um, yeah, this uh, you're absolutely right, though. This was a situation where the government said, and you see Fannie Mae deciding to want to do this, to say, look, all of these people went underwater in their, you know, they, they, we called it, remember, the toxic <coughs> subprime loans and the mortgages and people were buying houses they couldn't afford, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, we know how that started. We know who the people who were responsible for it. But we live in this strange system where the same people who are called upon to fix it are actually the ones who created the problem in the yeah. first place. Isn't that how it goes? So who do they turn to? Oh, the, you know, themselves who could solve this problem. We can. Hmm. We'll buy it ourselves. And then and the one that he actually doesn't mention in the thread, but I would throw out there that it's and it's just absolutely huge. And you see so many wealthy Chinese families coming in, Chinese elites, CCP elites that know that their money is if, if it's in a Chinese bank and you've run afoul of the party, if you become the new persona non grata, right? Xi Jinping or whoever it is in the Politburo can reach right in and snag that from you. They're using it as tax havens. They're using it as tax shelters. They're getting out of it. And they know, by the way, that the market is just super hot right now. So it actually is, in a financial sense, a very fantastic investment. But it's the financialization of what is supposed to be and has traditionally been this wealth ownership, this wealth generation for middle class, for working class families that now is being completely turned into the next commodities market. You don't have landlords anymore. You've got some guy um, who's owning it on Wall Street. They set up like a front company to manage the whole yep. thing. Right. So it's not like you. Know, it's not like one guy. Oh, I flipped a couple of houses and now I've got like 10. I had a cousin who had, you know, he had 10 houses in the Indianapolis area. So he's he's running it himself, basically. And maybe has a couple people working for him. But it's not that anymore. Doesn't you know call centers and 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 you know mechanics that are all aren't there a bunch of Chinese like you mentioned Chinese wealthy people? But isn't like large swaths of land in the West just like open acreage bought by wealthy Chinese families and farmland too? Yeah, farmland. farmland. Yeah, absolutely. And this is there's a ton of stuff that they're putting in because people need to understand that you know when you say CCP in China, you know it you know people have this tendency and it makes sense that you want to put that into Amer- an American perspective, right? We we categorize things by trying to put into boxes that are familiar to us, but there isn't anything like the CCP in the United States because it's, well, they say, well, you know, their government stops here and their business starts there, so that's that's the separation. No, there is no separation. There's no real separation. And these these aren't necessarily sort of like nefarious plots, right? This is just a general strategy that they're employing. They say real, they realize that if they own this farmland, then they can control U.S. output. They can get uh, better consumption for uh, Chinese goods. Obviously, their consumption of this is going to be much more than us. They know that in many cases, when they were fighting back against these tariffs that President Trump was was employing when he first got in, Joe Biden, by the way, has kept a lot of these tariffs in place because they are widely popular. They're extremely popular, and they know though that the farmers of the U.S are doing a lot of sales on the international market. A lot of that ends up in China. They can kind of set the prices on this, but they realize, hey, if we own the land, then we can just control the farms directly. Do you know who the who the largest private farmland owners in the United States is? This is the one where it's Bill Gates. It's Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah, wow. Bill yeah, Gates yeah, yeah. is the largest private farmland owner in the U.S. 
Good for him. Yeah. Regarding Roll, the, rolling the sleeves up, getting I'm, I'm out from behind the I'm glad something good finally happened for that guy. <laughs> uh, but hold, hold, hold on. Let, 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 let me. Sorry. There's more. The Gateses aren't the only one percenters with dirt in their portfolios. Over the last decade, farmland has taken off as an asset class. Finance speak for a type of investment that Wall Street salespeople urge wealthy people to include in their well-balanced portfolios. The basic pitch, buy land. They aren't making it anymore. So it's not just Bill Gates. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracies about why he's doing it. I think he just wants to own land. I think owning land is a really smart investment. That's, that's what they say to people, buy land. The point is, the billionaires are buying it up. They're also buying up Bitcoin. Mm. I don't think they expect to lose money on these things. Mm-hmm. But when working right. class people, middle class people can't buy these things, they can buy Bitcoin. I'm not saying they should, you know, don't get advice from me. But if they can't buy land, then what can they transfer to their to their kids? What will they own? A yeah, desire for land. This is what's scary. And sort of, um, I want to jump back to part of the discussion on real estate, but I will say this as well. I know that earlier this year, China was buying so much. They were buying up so many of the corn futures or so much corn futures that they ended up pushing the market to an eight-year high. So they <laughs> seem, yeah. So they seem to be very interested in this. Um, I know also that with these massive companies purchasing real estate, part of what frightens me about that, I I mentioned this earlier when I said that people who don't own property are easier to control, is that we have seen payment processors and credit card companies in the past decline service to people who they disagree with politically or who are very controversial. Who's to say that these massive companies don't get woke, take a stand, and say we're not going to rent to bigots? Wow. It's almost like Bitcoin solves a lot of that. Hmm. Regarding the Chinese... Uh, purchase of land. So if, if a Chinese citizen bought land, the CCP could seize that land from that Chinese person because they're a Chinese citizen. Is that right? Not easily, right? You but know, they could. They, you know, they could, but it, more likely than not, it would be put in some kind of arbitrary. Let's say they if it's, would if, if it's in jail or something. If it's American land, they would have to do it through the person, right? China, right. The Chinese government's not going to come to the United right. States government here and well, be like, yeah. that legal document that says that person owns it, we own it now. Qu- They're going to be like, get out of here. But they could station Chinese troops on that piece of land. Like, okay, if, I, if, if a Chinese citizen buys a piece of land in the no. United States, does the no, United States still no. own the land? Like, how does that work? Who owns that I mean, we, property? The United States still has globally. sovereignty. Yeah, I mean, that's a property question. tax from that person. Right. Right. China yeah. can't put troops there. No, they, they can't do that. What about so, police? They can put spies? No. What about like private they, police? They, they can put spies surreptitiously, well, but surreptitiously. that's sure, that, but private that's, security. That's probably the far. The yes, private security. They could, they could hire and, and station private security I mean, in Chinese. And those private security have to operate under U.S. laws yeah. with proper right. U.S. Yeah, right, until the war like breaks out. They can do the things you would do on your bro, property, basically. Bro, before uh, the war breaks out, the U.S. military goes in and sweeps it out. Like, Yeah, but how much not, land do they own? That's my concern. If they're buying no, no, up. If war breaks out, they don't own any land. That's the best part. But All have- of the debt that China holds in the U.S., if right now, just like, you know, Joe Biden's sitting there and he just like, he's like falling asleep and then he farts and goes, oh, I declare war on China. Oh, what happened? Our debt's gone. There's no debt when you're at war. Imagine being like, imagine some guy being like, you owe me a hundred bucks and then he, and then punching him in the face. You don't, don't owe owe you, any, you don't own them anything anymore. But you're fighting My now. concern but is the, if they buy up thousands of farms and then station private security all over the place, Chinese private security, and then that's just an insurgent. Well, the, I mean, the goal, the, the goal is financial directly, yeah. right? And this is something where, you know, and I've had large disagreements with people on this, this very question over, you know, are we falling into, you know, the, the Thucydides trap, right? Is, is there an, un, is there an, uh, impossible to get away from war with China that we are hurtling towards? Is this inevitable? Is this something that cannot be stopped? And I look, the way I look at it is, I, I think something more like the Great Reset is is more like what's inevitable because 
China doesn't want to go to war with us. We're their biggest customer, mm -hmm. right? They want us to be in that consumer mode. They want us to be in that constant state of, right, like you said, not, not owning property, not worrying about you know, trying to generate wealth of our own as long as it's enough where we're purchasing their goods, we're not causing any problems, we're not getting involved too much with the real you know, the actual realities on the ground is the way things, um, you know, are in China. You know, don't worry about those Uyghurs. You know, don't worry about those people in Hong Kong. Don't worry about the freedom fighters that are, you know, constantly being detained throughout China. We just saw the uh, this huge protest in Nanjing University, right? Nanjing yeah. Normal University, which um, might seem kind of insignificant. It was like a university protest, whatever. Um, you know, we have those in the U.S., what, like every five minutes. In China, that's a big deal. In China, that's quite a big deal. There are workers' protests in China in the provinces on a fairly regular basis, but they're just not heard about in, in U.S. media. They don't have social media access. So we don't know about it a lot, but it's, it's a constant thing. This, and in the mid-2000s, this is going on a lot. But for students to protest like that, I mean, you know, and obviously we're in very close proximity to the, uh, the anniversary of Tiananmen Square and nowhere near on that scale, right, because Tiananmen wasn't even just Beijing. It was all over the country. But to see any... Uh, Chinese students at, you know, kids in their 20s, basically, standing up against the the government. Because essentially, I don't know if you know the story, the, the idea was they had been going to what were considered private universities, but the Ministry of Education had come in and said, yeah, you're not going to be private universities anymore. We're going to consolidate you down. We're going to consider you, these, these to be uh, vocational tech schools at this point. So it's basically kind of like, like imagine if you had spent all the money to go to a private university and then, you know, the government comes in and says, yeah, that's a community college now. So, <laughs> you know, your college, your, you know, your degree is worth, it, it was worth here and now it's worth here. And I mean, in China, that's still a huge, huge deal. So the kids go nuts. They go absolutely nuts, and the police came in and were just completely brutal with them. But the difference is, this went super viral all across Chinese media. What the recently? So at last week. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They like yeah. locked the city down, didn't they? Uh, yeah, the whole city got put under lockdown. Um, it was multiple campuses where this thing broke out. Uh, at one point, the, the the Chinese government came out and the CCP saying, "Oh, well, they took the dean hostage, right?" And so <laughs> that's that why here? we had to go in. Right. And I was and I don't. Yeah. You wonder if they were actually taking kind of like a Black Lives Matter yeah. sort of take on things. But then the kids posted pictures of the guy and he had he had like a box of chicken and a soda. And he said, no, he came and sat down with us. And you could see like other kids sitting around with him. And so, yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. It, Evergreen. It's, it's kind of hard they, to tell, but it, it didn't look like a hostage. Situation. I mean, at Evergreen College, they definitely, you know, locked the administrators and they're like, we didn't hold anybody hostage. Like they weren't free to leave, though. <laughs> but so, so in, right, in, right. In, in, in terms of we're talking about uh, the potential for war, for war with China, we have the story from Yahoo. So much at stake. PM's chilling warning on conflict with China. This Prime Minister Scott Morrison will, he will call on the world leaders to stand in unison against the growing threat of China. On Wednesday, he will deliver a major foreign policy speech out of a trip to the United Kingdom, where he'll be a guest at a meeting of the world economic powers, including the U.S., Germany, and France. Bro, it sounds like war with China is seriously on the horizon. It's not just this, not just Australia being like, yo, it's, it's happening. I mean, obviously China came back and they're like, ah, that's, that's rubbish. There's no war. The U.S. just dispatched its Pacific fleet across the Pacific in, in anticipation of Chinese that's rocket attacks. Well, right. But <laughs> so they initially, so the U.S. has, has, has their air fleet in two different bases, one in Japan, I think in Okinawa, I could be wrong, mm -hmm. and one in Guam. And there was concern that you're talking about the, Aircraft or the Navy? 
Uh, it's the Air Force. Oh, it's the Air Force, yeah, yes. Yeah. So they were worried that these Chinese rockets would just wipe out these bases instantly. They have no time, no time to scramble. It wouldn't just be the, the bases. It would be the entire island. I mean, I, I, right. I've gone through those scenarios when I was, when I was in the Navy. And, I mean, it, it basically comes down to, like, at what time would they be destroying what facility, right? Okinawa's right there. It's so, right but, there. But, but so what the U.S. has done is they've dispatched the fleet around the Pacific. So now there's, like, some bombs here, some planes there. And they straight up said, oh, it's so, you know, in, the, in, in anticipation of war with China, we will not be vulnerable to these attacks. We're seeing that. We're also seeing the Pentagon is buying up weapons specifically for naval and Pacific, and Pacific warfare as opposed to Middle Eastern warfare like drone strikes and things like that. Seems like Thucydides' trap is a, is, is a given and they recognize it. Well, now, maybe the economic stuff was an attempt to stop it. Maybe this like NBA stuff was like the more business we build up, the less likely there will be a war and war is bad. Sounds like war is going to happen. Yeah, so I, I'll put it this way, that if, is there a near-peer competitor that would be at the most, and when I say that, I mean another state actor which would have a comparable military to the United States that the U.S. could potentially go to war with? Number one would definitely be China, 100%, right? The reason that I'm still, you know, I'd bet against it, it's like I'd put it 60-40 right now, is, is because they're just making so much money off of us. Right, they're constantly making money off of us. They're it's making true. even more money now after the pandemic, which they certainly played to their own. You know, I'm not one of those people who thinks the pandemic was you know, a deliberate plot or anything like that by them. But I think it's something that once once it hit, they realized how to spin everything in their favor, financially speaking. Um, they're positioning themselves to be the, be the major beneficiaries of the Great Reset. They're still in bed with all of our elites, with all the Western elites, and, in, and by and large have been financed and built up by Western elites. And they're, so the they're winning only, the war. So here's right. They, they're essentially winning. So why would they, you know, why, why go, why would go hot, right? Why shoot? And the only thing that I think that could potentially lead to that is if you see the actual party from the inside be threatened if you see xi jinping uh feel that his rule is threatened if you see him uh potentially weakened and you know by rivals then maybe does he make a play for taiwan maybe there's a bunch of protests breaking out across the country which could threaten to destabilize the social order is well, that this is why i keep an eye on it yeah well so so you're mentioning this uh, a moment ago uh in in the in the earlier segment but uh, just a minute ago that these massive protests were breaking out in uh, all across china I mean, is that something you think could make the Chinese Communist Party fear their control over the country? Potentially, but that's going to lead to internal crackdowns. That wouldn't be something that would, you know, they would want to do some kind of like, um, you know, external big like wag the dog type approach to anything. And, you know, Xi Jinping is starting to now get credit for essentially not, you know, I wouldn't say the return of Hong Kong, but just the control of Hong Kong, right? They, they view this as a huge win. And if you look at those... Uh, the 6-4 anniversary. So the anniversary of Tiananmen Square is June 4th. And if you look at those images out of Victoria Park in Hong Kong, downtown Hong Kong, this has always been the spot where since 1989, the people of Hong Kong, particularly young, uh, young people, particularly students, would go out every single June 4th night and hold a candlelight vigil there in, in Victoria Park. And they, so there's these montage photos people have put up on the Internet where it shows that it's, it's this huge thing and it's every year. And it sort of became this sort of hybrid dual meaning where it's it's in commemoration of Tiananmen Square, but it's also that, hey, we we know you don't want us doing this after 1997, the handover, that, okay, we're part of Chinese sovereignty now under Beijing, but we are still going to do this because we are Hong Kong and we are free. Last year, it was... Uh, incredibly diminished crowd. All of a sudden, you see this like this huge park, but it's only maybe like fifty uh, percent capacity. And then 
this last year, it's empty. It's you are empty. you you are going to see a lot of people, and I think you are in the United States, moving from libertarian to authoritarian very very quickly, hmm. with the. Uh, Nickelodeon thing where the drag queen dancer is showing the, the red salute, the communist fist, oh, and yeah. telling the kids, to, this is a good thing, look at this, and they're like flashing on the screen. And uh, just a lot of what's happening in this country, it's, it's hyper-polarization, right? So so uh, on my main channel... Uh, plus, my, anything with kids, anything involving right, kids, right, right. You're, you're, tripping, you are tripping those... Uh, that That's a primal red line, right? But, that's biological, right. spiritual, everything. Yeah, the, the story of the dad and the mom in Texas fighting over custody of the kid who was... The yeah. mom said it was trans, the dad said it wasn't. I mean, these are... These are serious issues. I, I covered uh, vaccine segregation on my main channel today because Democrats are increasingly pushing what they what is called vaccine segregation. So there's going to be a grand reopening of New York City where 70 percent of the tickets will go to people who are vaccinated. And then 30 percent to people who are unvaccinated will go to special segregated areas. Uh, Madison Square Garden is doing an event where you have to be fully vaccinated. So you have to have your two full doses and it has to be a, a few weeks after or whatever. Then you can get in. Whereas red states are doing the exact opposite. So I, I bring this up just to, uh, to tie it into what we're talking about with China and the expansion and possible war. China is extremely authoritarian. The authoritarian nature is allowing them just iron fist control of Hong Kong, right? No more protests. Right. The U.S. is being rocked and shattered by protest. So I think what's going to happen is you're, you're going to see a lot of people who are just, I mean, I've already heard the conversations where they're like, well, freedom is for peacetime. You know, uh, libertarianism, liberty is for peacetime. When you're in a time of war, that's when the, the, the rules go out the window. You've got the potential for war with China. And this is what a lot of people are saying. Because we're such a free-spirited country that allows a lot of liberty, it allows the rise of subversive groups who would weaken us at a time when we're facing potential war. China's not doing that. If China goes to war, their country's locked down and everyone falls in line. If the U.S. goes to war, it's just going to we're going to well. Gonna and the, depart there's from also it. a huge uh, dichotomy there as well. Um, you talk to uh, you know we talked about millennials earlier, right? Um, I, I don't know how many millennial. I, I'd love to actually pull up the millennial home ownership numbers. Well, we all know it's terrible. We all know yeah, it's, 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 it's completely bottomed out. But how many of how many millennial homeowners are flying you know American flags in front of their houses? Or even Interesting. Right. And, and you know, it's going to be, I don't know if there's any studies on this, but my guess is that would be quite, quite a lot less than their parents, right? In China, it's the exact opposite. The, the generation that you are seeing come up now in China are 10 times more hyper nationalistic than any that has preceded them potentially since the communist, you know, uh, the communist cultural revolution of the 1960s. Was there like a, a noticeable change in the Chinese population after Tiananmen Square? And because maybe you can explain a little bit about well, I mean, how after, many people it would be died. The, it would be after the, the great, um, the one child policy is when you see the noticeable shift. It's like a plateau just drops off. I part of, part of me would just would, would love to see a simulation of what these leftists would experience should China win the economic war and, <laughs> and any potential hot conflict. Can we send them there? Yeah. It's, it's not, it's, it's, but, but they wouldn't every, live. Every Bides law no. can just, just go right over. And, and for those who aren't familiar, it means white left. It's their word for SJW. But no, no, no. Uh, if the U.S. loses this economic conflict, this, this trade war, the economic war, or even a, a, the Cold War or the hot war, whatever it becomes, they're not going to live anywhere near as good as the people of China will live. So we can say, like, oh, we'll send them to China. Well, I mean, Chinese cities, they have political problems. There's authoritarianism. But the people still live in city conditions. If we, if we go to war and we lose that war, it's like then you live at the whims of your, of, of your uh, uh, 
of the, oh, the, I see what you're saying, right? Yeah, they're going to be living like POWs. They're going to be right. living so, so you know, your your you know your your ability to protest that's gone out the window, right? Your 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 blog, your your social media accounts, your Tumblers, your whatever whatever it is where you're going. And the reason I mentioned Tumblr is because that's you know it's 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 like oversharing, right? It's overfree. It's it's who can say the most taboo thing, who can push the most buttons. That's gone. That's going overnight. They're going Jack, to, you're, you're th- going to start to make people support the CCP here. Know, <laughs> right. They're going to have these. I, I love it. There's this meme where these leftists are well, like. Well, uh, I'll tell you what they think about Christianity next. No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's this meme where the, the leftists, like the Bernie people, are like, we should put the 1% in gulags, make them break rocks for a few months so they know what hard work is like. It's like, bro, you guys don't do hard <laughs> yeah, work <exactly>. at all. <laughs> like, I, I, I think if, if what they don't realize is that the things they're advocating for would put them in gulags breaking rocks so they right. can learn the value of hard work. They're not going to go to the guy who's like a steel, working at a steel mill. They're not going to go to the guy who's a construction worker. They're just going to be like, keep working. And they're going to be like, okay. They're going to go to the intelligentsia, the college academic kids, these activists. And they're going to be, the, they're the problem. When, whenever these takeovers happen, they, they immediately try and purge the intelligentsia who made the revolution happen. 100%. Yeah, those people are dangerous. They're subversive. Right, right. There's, the, a, the, there's the, a reason the, that we don't talk about the Mensheviks <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows what happens to the Mensheviks. So, but, but ultimately, I bring this up because it's like, if, if war is inevitable, our greatest weakness is our internal conflict. I mean, there, there are already people who have been super chatting us saying things like they think China, it's China's plan to promote this, these leftists anti-American ideas well, sure. to, to, to teach not anti-American history lessons, to claim the country is awful. What happens then if there's completely, complete demoralization and then a, a, you know, a Chinese boat crashes on the shores of Santa Monica and a bunch of soldiers walk out and they're like, we're here to liberate you from the oppressive, this is racist the, white this people. This uh, Paul Wolfowitz, right? We'll be greeted as liberators. Exactly. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. And we sort of talked about this the other day. The people who would bow to the Chinese government aren't really the people who would have been much of a threat had they put up a fight anyway. Hmm. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So and there is that, a gun behind you, you everybody. That's, that's, yeah, what's, exactly. what's the name of the Chinese army? The, the Red, Red army. army? No, no. The official name. What is it? The People's Liberation yeah. Army. Mm. You see, they're, they're are, they've already thought <laughs> of this. Name. They've already thought yeah. this through. But if, if we get to the point where... You know, we're all racing our embassies fly the flags of Black Lives Matter. We're oh, seeing yeah. children's show fly the red salute. The, the, the CCP members perform the red salute when they're, you know, being brought into the party or whatever. Oh, yeah. They're going to come here and be like, no, no, we agree with you. We're the same. Yeah. They're going to be like, they're going to have the flags with the fist on it. And then the leftists are going to be like, oh, this is a good thing. And they're going to say, we're here to liberate you from the evil white supremacists. And you're going to have a lot of people being like, awesome. And then the Chinese Communist Party will go through every piece of social media you've yeah. ever posted, including all the people that they think are on their side. Look at all their – if there's one thing that got said out of well, – they'll be it's in a not even that. It's, it's not even that. They'd look, they'd look at it and say who's useful and who's not. Yeah. yeah. Right. If, if, you're, if you're of no use to us, if you, if you can't be put to work, if you can't – if you're not in STEM fields or producing something of value, if you're not an actual worker, then, then you're just – get out of here. You're done. Get, get, go – 
go sit and be, you know, go assume your consumption bubble, sit in your pod, eat your bugs, right? You know, that's that's you. That's your job. Well, so this goes back to the conversation we were talking about before. Let me pull up this story I find very, very strange. And it's about the pods, basically. From from Business Insider, most millennial homeowners regret buying their home, survey yeah. finds. That just reeks of me of propaganda. Yeah, I want to see how those numbers you break You don't down. want to own your own home mm-hmm. That's right. where you're paying less than you would for a rent and you're keeping all the equity except for the interest. No, no, no. You don't want to do that. It's a terrible thing. Does it, does it say why? Does it say, like, millennials well, want to move around more or is does it even give any they, reason? They say 20% said uh, expensive maintenance costs and 13% said it was because they overpaid. And I look at that and I'm like, this article to me reeks of live in the pod. Mm-hmm. We've already got all the eat the bugs articles, the cicadas. By the way, the cicadas are getting smaller. So I went outside today and it's because the big ones are getting eaten. Well, no, no, no. I think it's because the big ones, the strong ones came out earlier and then uh-huh. died. And what's happening now is the weaker ones have, have been slow to emerge and they're much <laughs> smaller. Yeah. So we're close to the end of the cicada swarm. But the, the media has been saying, eat the bugs like crazy. Even Tucker Carlson is like, I'm going to eat a bug that. live on TV. It's delicious. Wait, Tucker, Tucker eat a bug. Tucker the, the ate a cicada pastry on TV. The elite wants you to think you shouldn't eat bugs. Of course you can. <laughs> of course you can. 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 Actually. Actually. The best Tucker is, is using actually at the end of a sentence. So. Yeah. That is very true. And then true. When, yeah. when he has a guest on, yeah, I've always, that's I've always he just goes, <laughs> Seamus is the elite wants you to think that you're not supposed to eat bugs. Actually. You are. Actually. <laughs> but actually, people around the world eat bugs. And they True. enjoy it. Uh, so what I, about I, lobster? Are we, Lobster's we're, a bug. People eat that. <laughs> yeah, lobster, are, lobster is a bug, though. Yeah. You know who lobster, doesn't eat bugs? Lobster, crab, Antifa. Anything. That's right. Antifa, Antifa. doesn't eat bugs. <laughs> so, okay. Read, read about Antifa's diet in my new book at antifa.com. What, did you like study them like animals? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, I did. This is what they consume. These are You should. No, they did. In Chaz, they had a whole like co-op with food and everything. So, yeah. No bugs. No so it's no true. No. Antifa doesn't eat bugs. There were no confirmed. No bugs and you should you should yeah, do a video spoof. You should do you should you should do a video spoof with uh, shots of Antifa and do like the Earth style documentary. Right. The young Antifa. That's exactly what I was approaches yeah. the female and performs his dance, a mating ritual. It doesn't work. Anyway, anyway, we're talking about eating the bugs and, and then, then and the then we'll have the Snoop Dogg version on top of that. Yeah, I got some questions about this article. So, well, so so there, it's 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 an article. It's not the only one, right? There's also this other story from Reuters that says U.S. consumers sour on housing markets buying conditions. I mean, mm. I guess that's true because the ultra wealthy are buying up these houses. But bro, they're saying live in the pod and eat the bugs. Mm. The people who don't buy houses, have you seen apartments in New York? They are pods. Dude, I, I remember watching these these stories on like the news where they're like, "This apartment goes for three thousand dollars." It's a closet. Yeah, it's literally a closet, and they're like, "It's a bed in it." I mean, I mean, Hong Kong is basically like that. You know, they got these really tiny, cramped apartments. Now, there's there's like a subreddit dedicated for these really awful, tiny apartments where it's like a bed next to a toilet in a well, closet. Well, there's there's mm-hmm. even worse if if you look at some of the illegal housing structure they have set up in Hong Kong and Beijing, where it'll be these sort of like large, kind of like kind of like room room right now, but inside the room they'll have essentially what looks like uh steel rack bunk beds and then you can rent one of the bunks and there you might be in a room with like 80 other dudes and you know here's a family that's got like two bunks right but it's like five people and that's it and you go to work and you come back to your bunk and it's i like the pod would be like a step up from some yeah. of this stuff wow. yeah oh yeah well that's where we're going 
Um, so I, I think it's time for people and to we'll get a love it. Cities. <laughs> yeah. right. You will you love will it. You happy. will own nothing and you'll be happy. They make that video, but you know what? They're not wrong. They're not wrong. People can look. This is what I was, I was saying this earlier today. If you were born in the 1400s, are you going to complain about not having a smartphone? You wouldn't know what a smartphone is. Right. Are you guys complaining about not being able to teleport right now? No. Yes. Well, yeah, I all am. the time. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Why jacket? Do you have any idea how long it takes me to drive here? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Because, because <laughs> teleporting right just kills you and recreates you in another place. Oh, so that's true. That's where so I stand. So is it really, is it really you? That's yeah. the question. Yeah. Is it really you? Well, so look. Right now, there's a bunch of technology that will exist in 100 years we don't know about. Right. And we don't have access to it. I mean, we're, 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 we're relatively happy. That's what it is. So they, so this is what they're exploiting. They're, they're exploiting that if, if, if the, if the serfs have access to knowledge, then they will become unhappy with their circumstances. So they want us to be ignorant. The people who are following the mainstream media, not watching shows like this, not getting a critical, uh, uh, thought process through, they're just gonna, Brian Seltzer said it, so it must be true, I'm happy. They're gonna get their home taken away from some ridiculous, they're gonna say, oh no, because of COVID, we've gotta take your house now, and they're gonna go, well, if it saves one life, that'll be it. And then people who aren't in those states, in red states, this is, this is, this is what's crazy. The red states are going the other direction. DeSantis, Abbott, no vaccine passports, New York, California, Illinois, Washington, yes. So what happens? New York says, if you wanna to go to these businesses, you need a vaccine, the, the Excelsior Pass, they call it. So what happens if you're visiting from Texas? Just a tourist. You want to go visit. Sorry, can't come in. We don't like your kind around here. Yeah. So people won't go. What will happen is people who live in New York who don't want to live under a vaccine passport in a pod or eating bugs will move to Texas. Yep. Texas will then become ideologically homogenous among people who like freedom, don't want to live in pods or eat bugs. Ooh, I don't know about that, man. Because what? I think a lot of people will leave these blue states for a red state, but still vote for all the horrible things that destroyed their state in the first place. They'll go like, oh, I really don't like all of these things the government's forcing me to do, so I'm going to move somewhere where I'm more free, but then they're just going to vote for all the same stupid stuff that destroyed their place. I don't, I don't think so, initially. because the reason I disagree with that is the, the people in uh, blue states who are for vaccine passports are happy with them and demanding them. There, there, there are these TikTok videos where the girl's like, I can't believe our governor just banned vaccine passports. Like, how dumb. They're not, they don't want to live there. They want to leave. And people in New York are like, why don't we have more? What, what, what did Vice.com write? They wrote this other, this article the other day. Why aren't we mandating vaccine passports? Oh, yeah. These people are going to jump and cheer to be in New York getting locked down under these things. And every, and, and people who don't like that will leave not wanting to live that way. And then you will have an actual physical divide between states and ideology. And then it's like the politicians from Washington and the politicians from, you know, Utah or whatever or, or whoever else passed the uh, ban on vaccine passports, they are going to be like totally different countries, no shared culture, completely at odds. And then what happens? What happens when New York says you get Cuomo being like, we have to have vaccine passports because of the, the, the potential for a fifth wave? And then he says, we're going to have to lock down the borders like we did last time and do checks for people who are vaccinated. When the pandemic first started, they had cops at the at the, at the roads into well, and that, out of that, Manhattan. That, that's already started to an extent with this. This and I think they keep changing the name of the Indian variant or the Nepalese variant. They keep, but there there's already people saying that we're not sure if the current vaccines that have been rolled out will be effective against the new variant, which is always sort of like one of the corollaries with the vaccine, right? That hey, this may not affect new variants. Well, it looks like the thing that's that's actually spreading across India and is now you know potentially continuing may not be affected by the current. We don't know so, if they're effective yet. So what happens then if you live in Texas or Florida 
Or North Carolina is is, a, is an East Coast state. It voted for Trump, and they have a substantially lower uh, ratio of vaccinations. What happens if you live there and you're you try to go to New York? They're not going to let you in. They're literally going to bar you and be like, ah, if you're not vaccinated, you can't come. Oh no. Then you'll have, but yeah, you say, oh no, for sure. I'm kidding because because yeah, no, but, but the I, seriousness I of it is the hard divide. This is a very different the, issue sure. than just like. You know, you see it with gun owners right now. So they have the they have like the drive through laws that you like I if I am a gun owner, but I'm driving through a state like New Jersey or I'm driving through New York. Well, as long as I'm not stopping and, you know, spending substantial amount of time in that state, then I can still have my guns in the car. I'm just driving through. Right. This isn't my my final destination. As long as you you know, you're following, you know, you have to be broken apart and the ammo has to be separated, et cetera, et cetera. But you can physically have them. This is different because it's I will not go to that state, number one, or I do not want people from that state coming here, number two. And that's only going to leave. I mean, uh, sports teams. But, you know, what happens right. with sports teams then? Do, I, do they still play? Right. Are we going to uh, is that going to be allowed, et cetera, et cetera? What, what, what happens when a Texas based sports team, I'm sure, which has many conservatives playing on the team, you just don't hear their politics. And they're like, you know, I talked to my doctor. Vaccine is not right for me. I don't feel like doing it. Then they're like, well, if you want to go play at the World Series or whatever or the, against the Yankees in New York, you have to. Otherwise, you can't go in. And they'll be like, nah. They're, they're, this is a hard divide. So a lot of people talked about. It's the know, Olympics right now, by the way, is, is facing oh, yeah. all this. That's why, you know, we, we were supposed to be, like, gearing up for, okay, we had the 2020 Olympics postponed to 2021. Uh, summer started. You know, where's the Olympics? Like, where's the gear up towards it? And in Tokyo, they're freaking out. The the IOC, one IOC guy just committed suicide. Just threw himself yeah. in front of the wow. subway. It's horrible because the the, um, the sheer amount of pressure that's on them because of all this and all these athletes and you know you look at some of these sports, by the way, where you know like a lot of them they they live off of the Olympics, right? You can't have the, the whole sport collapses without that you know that that Olympics is held every four years, um, and so. You know, you realize that all of these questions are having very real consequences now, right now, in real time. And are we going to get to a situation where I mean, I think, I th- you know, you think of like like the late night comedy. Oh, those people in Texas, they won't come up. To, you know, imagine yeah. how insufferable Jimmy Kimmel is going to be <laughs> right once that starts. But imagine then how radical. So if Jimmy Kimmel's the leading edge of it. Right then how radical will the even the more radical people become yeah. towards people from you know somebody walking down the street with a you know a cowboy hat on does you do you become a target now yeah yeah, yeah. i i so uh bill Maher said uh, a while ago we're going to tone down the attacks against trump and his supporters because it could very well lead to a civil war bill Maher actually said that on the show i didn't wow. really say that that's great yes that's, that's great. good for him uh later on he said there can't be a civil war because the mason dixon line would go through nana's kitchen or something like that which is like a really dumb statement mm-hmm. it's it's like it's like he thinks time stopped the moment he said those words bro the future is a thing and Things can change. Does he think that, like, in 1861, they're like, there can't possibly be a civil war? Yeah, a lot of people thought that exactly. So it's like, who, who, who do you think you are? You have no idea what could happen. We got all these counties in Oregon just voted to secede from the state and join Idaho. They literally voted to do that. Now, whether or not it'll happen, probably not, but the sentiment is there. Now you have through, obviously, there's cultural issues, but ultimately it comes down to tribal issues. For tribal reasons, people are choosing to do things. Like uh, David Hogg, I'm going to wear a mask so that no one thinks I'm a conservative. I'm a Republican. It's insane. Yeah, it's nothing to do with <laughs> right. the CDC guidelines. There was a, uh, we had Elijah Schaefer on the show the other day, 
and he, and now he's flying back out. And he has this tweet. It's it's fantastic. He said they made an announcement over the over the uh, intercom on the on the plane that even though the CDC changed the guidelines on masks, the the federal government is still requiring everybody abide by this, which leaves all of these people on the plane confused because they were supposed to do what the CDC said. Now they're being told they can't. So anyway, I digress on that point. It was never about listening to the science. Right, right. So I bring that up because it is totally tribal. And now we are getting the physical dividing line between the tribes. Well, have you have they, they heard the r- real the idea quick? Just, like when your tribe expands and contracts. Well, just one one more point. There's a story from NPR that shows if you if you look at all of the states on a scale of the highest per capita vaccinations to the lowest, there's a line right through the middle, and there's like a, a weird gap. All of the states that are higher in in per capita vaccinations, who did they vote for? In 2020, I have no idea. Joe Biden. Joe yeah. Biden. I was being, and I was on the other side, they're all red except for the four states that were contested by Trump and his team, and I think Missouri. I'm not sure Missouri was contested, but that 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 makes sense. It's all kind the, of a you know it's wing state. All the Trump right. All the Trump supporting states are lower lower on the vaccination per capita. And the states that were like really close and were being contested are also slightly lower. And then all the hard blue pro Biden states totally like high high 70%, 75% vaccinations. So Washington, they're now rolling out vaccine passports. New York, we're going to see it everywhere. But what's happening is it's not a hardcore thing where they're like, you know, California isn't coming out and saying you must have a vaccine passport or else they're saying, ah, oh, yes, come in. And if you're not vaccinated, you can go into the bathroom and sit down and have your beer, but you can't be near, near other people. They're making people not participate socially, which creates not a mandate, but a social pressure toward these things, which means, like I mentioned, People who live in New York who won't live that way will go to Florida or Texas. I know. How many people do you guys know moved to Texas recently? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Texas and Florida. A bunch. Texas and Florida. We had, we had some guests here. And I, I'm not going to say who they are because I don't know if they've announced they're moving to Texas. But they're like, yeah, I'm moving to Texas. And I'm like. Multiple oh, people. Yeah. yeah. Several people. And Florida. Luke, who was on this show for two months. Luke Rukowski. We had changed. Luke, what are you doing, you traitor? <laughs> he went to Florida. Yeah, I moved to the South about six years ago. So oh, how was it? Went down there for school and never left. So I don't know anyone who's moving to Texas because I'm already in the South. You know, there's yeah. nowhere to go. <laughs> DeSantis not- is doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Not perfect, but nobody is. And he's doing a, a, probably one of the best jobs in the country as a governor, in my opinion. And so people want to be there. But yeah. I don't like living in, like, people need to understand the humidity in, oh, in yeah. Florida yeah. is so intense. Yeah. You're swimming. It's, You're like, it's, you basically just so underwater. Trump left. He said, oh, he, he said he told me, he's, like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. He's like, going back to New York. He's what? He's yeah. going back to New York? He, he went back to New York for the summer. He said, I'm not, I'm not even going to be here. <laughs> so he's he's yeah. Florida resident now, tough. but he's up in. Yep. Wait, did he get vaccinated? Bedminster. He did. Uh, he did. They said he yep. did. But he and he, I think Ivanka did it publicly. She like, took a picture. She yeah. did it publicly, but then, but then Trump, you know, they said he was vaccinated and Melania before they left the White House, but they, you know, they never really made a big public right. thing out of it. What about Barron? A lot of people do. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no idea. He's not in the at risk category. I wonder if Trump would do that. I, I just think you know when New York they've announced this massive. I think it's like a seventeen million dollar expansion. They're funding the Excelsior system. It's more than just vaccines. The Excelsior system is going to track your medical history, period, and your yeah. age and a bunch of other things. Which means they could actually say like you can't be over fifty five to come in here. Scan your Excelsior pass. They're like they're really getting into this. Well, stuff. so let me, let me go back to what I was going to say earlier. Is that you know, people are generally tribal, right? You know, that's that's how humanity developed, you know, were these bands of tribes. And then as as cities and then city-states started to become more developed, 
um, your, your tribe expanded, right? And so if you look into, I think we're all generally millennials slash elder millennials. No, here. he's a Gen I'm Xer. Like, I'm kind of, <gasps> I'm right on out. the bridge of millennial and Gen Z. <gasps> okay. Yeah. What year were you born? Uh, 95. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think you're Gen Z. Wow. I might be. I don't know. I've heard different definitions, though. You're, you're, for, you're, for you're, some people, you're that's kind right of on the, the bridge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're kind of on the bridge of Gen Z. But anyway, put it this way. So if you look at like 80s, 90s. You're a millennial. Right. Okay. Your, okay. your, <laughs> Sorry. your yeah, tribe was you, was generally pretty much the United States of America, right? You know, I'm an American first. And then you're everything else, right? You're Then you have your religion and then your state and then what sports team you like, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, the enemy is the Soviets or, you know, then eventually it became, you know, the terrorist. Terrorist. You have to say it like that. Terrorist. Terrorist. <laughs> you, know, you know, for terrorist a while. But then, you know, really starting past 2008 and, you know, I don't want to make this an Obama thing, but like I, I think it's more of a financial as well that with that financial instability that you saw – a breakup of that idea. And so because in, in times of scarcity, right, the tribes get smaller mm. and you're, because we're looking, you know, we're thinking instead of this, these, these abundant, uh, you know, this, this idea that, Oh, the future is always going to be great. We're looking to the next frontier. We're sending space shuttles up all the time. Right. You know, that's my childhood. Now I take my kids to Cape Canaveral. The space shuttles are in, Museums and Elon Musk and Bezos are like doing something, but we're not really sure if it's real or not. You know, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't feel the same, or right? it doesn't have that same sort of national uh, ethos behind it, the same way that the space shuttle program did. And and there's this question of like, what team am I on? Or some people question, are you the left or the right? You know, I don't even remember anyone talking like that uh, when I was younger. It's like, yeah, you know, I voted for the Democrat, I voted for the Republican this time because mm-hmm. because I, I like this team better, or I like this political form better. But there wasn't this idea that, you know, you had to be on one side all the time, 24-7. And, and so the question, you know, really psychologically speaking is, is that something that's downstream of economics uh, the same way that, you know, we say politics is downstream from culture, but is culture downstream from economics? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously all really intermingled, but there's something interesting there about uh, resources contracting and then people really wanting to almost oust people from their side. It's almost like this biological response. There's less for right. all of us, so we need to find a reason to expel people so that there's more for me. It is fascinating. Yeah, it's in your and, back group. And I, I think, ironically enough, that actually exacerbates the problem, too, because the less people are working together, the less able they are to build up the economic resources that would allow for them to not have to oust people you know it's historically part of what would get people ousted too is getting sick illness communicable diseases you know you get you throw them out of the castle five-year-old has symptoms throw them out yeah we, 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 even we if it's only, your sister's do- son or whatever we, we need only look at the uh, chicken society and to learn our important <laughs> lesson when a, when a chicken gets sick or is hobbled or weak they go nuts they attack it they'll kill yeah. it now it's it's really interesting though uh, because something i just said a moment ago i i um I want to walk back a little bit or at least expand upon because I mentioned that when you start ousting people or, or purging them from your group, people aren't working together. So you're less likely to develop the economic prosperity that would be necessary for people to live in harmony. But I wonder if that's a correction mechanism because it, it, it's very much possible. And I would say probably a concrete fact that once people are really economically prosperous, they become much less selective about the kind of behavior that they're willing to tolerate. We see this in very developed countries. The moral fabric tends right. to begin to dissipate. And so maybe hard economic times are a correction mechanism for that and people sort of returning to a structure where they are more selective about the kind of behavior they'll tolerate because it can't continue forever with anyone doing whatever they want or else the entire system gets destroyed. Fourth turning. 
It was bad morals that got us into this economic returning place, it seems like. Something really weird happened in the past five years with a dramatic cultural shift. And it's funny, left, we we bring it up from time to time, but left and right are meaningless at this point. You know, sort of. I mean, sure, we use them as tribal signifiers for the most part. They're relative. I think I've said this before. I do think that the left in many ways are descendants of the initial left. When I just look at this main common threat from the left at the time of the French Revolution, when the term was first coined, has always existed to oppose the Catholic Church and its values and battle against tradition. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And that's still true today of the left. But there's, there's, this, there's this really strange shift that happened. Uh, so just before the show, uh, I, I played the song Hit That by The Offspring. And I'm like, if you listen to those lyrics, it sounds like a very conservative song. It's, it's talking about the consequences of, yep. of hookup culture. And I'm like, if you were an article right now, no, no, no joke. Take the offspring, punk band, a pop punk, mainstream, whatever. But this is 2003. Take that song, take the lyrics and turn it into an article. So when they say like, you know, the consequences are a life away, you can say like, your work, work, these, Wait, these, ima- imagine putting it into like a relationship article. Yeah, well, you'd be, oh you'd be called far yeah. right. Yeah. You'd yes. be called far right. Yeah. Criticizing Tinder and hookup culture and, and misogynistic. Yep. Um, you know, backward, toxic, clearly, you know, anti-female, uh, self-hatred if it was written by a female, mm-hmm. you know, One author. Of my, she's internalized patriarchy, internalized, pure, toxic yeah, yeah. purity culture. Yes. One of my favorite punk rock songs is Why Don't You Get a Job? I know, I know it's <laughs> pop punk. It's not <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, I, I was, I, I thought about this before I tweeted about it several months ago, but I was thinking about it again about how do we get to, how do, how, what, what happened? You know, what happened? Did, did Trump like take a sledgehammer to the system? No, did the multiverse shatter and different realities merged yes. and just like it was nothing te- makes sense technological. anymore? Technological. I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain for what changed technologically six, seven years ago. It's the streaming capability. That's something. What were you going to say? Well, so, no. Um, so, you, you know, that whole bit of a sort of, uh, you know, everybody under 40 knows that this all started with Harambe, but we're not sure why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. True. You know, but I actually, I was talking to a friend of mine recently um, who shall remain nameless. But he actually had a good answer for why we all sort of agree that it's Harambe and what, you know, he looked at Harambe as a symbol of society is just subtly out to get you and they will just kill you for no reason. That, 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 even though not not to get into whether or not Harambe should have been killed, but, uh, you know, because the kids in there and all. But that just sort of the larger meta narrative that's going on there that you could be hanging out one day and that's and that society will just come and boom, like a meat cleaver. I, I, I hear the theory. I respect it. But I think the more obvious theory is just that Harambe was an interdimensional time lord who was holding together the the No, no. The, this the is for the members and, thing. You're going to get a spin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you what are you doing? You're going to shut down completely over here. The, uh, the guy who killed Harambe was like a secret agent <gasps> sent from like another dimension. Oh. And like, you know, he walks in. He's like a, a gorilla. Takes his, <laughs> takes his glasses off. The, the kid that Harambe Harambe was trying to protect. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Like a future yeah. leader. <laughs> I don't 
Oh, for everybody who's trying to protect the game. I, I'm actually, so I've seen a, a, a really good one, a uh, really good meme of this recently. <laughs> this, uh, quick child, you need to under, you need to understand Dr. Fauci is improving experiments <laughs> with, <laughs> with the Wuhan Institute of, you've got to warn. That's right. He's out. <laughs> That's uh, which brings us to our next story, oh. actually. Uh, thank you, Harambe, for the segue. Oh. House Republicans demand answers about why Facebook censored lab leak theories after it emerged that Mark Zuckerberg was emailing Dr. Anthony Fauci. Look, man. Uh oh. Do we have a conspiracy fact at some point? I saw a really funny meme from somebody where it showed it was like twenty. It was like twenty eighteen, and it was like conspiracy theorists, and it's a picture of the guy like all crazy. And then the next picture says it says twenty twenty one conspiracy analyst. He's wearing a suit and glasses, and he's all like (laughs) respectable looking. Because okay, so now what do we have? Behind the scenes, Fauci and Big Tech and these labs were all saying things they were saying the opposite of publicly. Like, at a certain point, is there at least, can we call it on a scale of one to 10 with one being like the least and 10 being the worst? It's a level one conspiracy. Like, not a whole lot going on. I'm not going to pretend it's the apocalypse. But certainly Mark Zuckerberg was colluding with Dr. Fauci to censor factual information, right? That's surreptitious. That's unethical. That's amoral. Happening behind the scenes between powerful interests to suppress the public well, the, from communicating. The one Tim, that's been debunked. It's, it's been, no, it's been rebunked. It's been debunked. No, it's, it's been, been re- rebunked. It's been rebunked. <laughs> Dude, rebunked. Well, here's, here's I love this. If, if there is one thing I learned over the past five or so years, it's that something can very quickly go from conspiracy theory to fact. I mean, if you asked me at the beginning of Trump's administration if the deep state would attempt to unseat a democratically elected leader, I'd be like, "That, come on, that's crazy talk. And then if you asked me if there was an international global pedophile who had ties to virtually every politician in the country or a large number of them, I'd be like, that seems Including a little bit out there. Right. And then and then and if then you told if me you... the guards would fabricate you know, records <laughs> and fall asleep or whatever, and then he would die in his, his jail cell... I'd be like, get out of here, dude. Like, we we do not over live in a movie. You want to know what's really funny? Uh, see, that one, you. that one, I'm like, that's. The, have you ever been around the federal government before? <laughs> I, I, I do want to say one point. Just don't forget what you're going to say. Uh, we shouldn't. It, okay, we got to call it when you when you put out the the, the theory, you're bunking, mm-hmm. and then the journalists will try to debunk. And then after they're proven wrong, it's rebunking. But rebunking? Continue. Yeah, rebunking. But, you no, know, that on top of everything that's just going on with these leaks from Tim, Dr. That's Fauci. Rebunculus. Rebunculus. And all of the information about the pandemic we were told was just conspiracy theory, uh, much of which turned out to be true. It just seems to me that the difference between a conspiracy theory and a fact is like three months to a year. Conspiracy analyst. Yeah. What is that? A conspiracy? And I'm not big into I'm not big into conspiracy so theory by any means. They're, they're right. really, you know, but it, it, it's just disturbing to see so many things that I would have shrugged off years ago as insane nonsense being proven totally correct. Well, so I, you know, a lot of this, you know, I think comes down for a lot of people. It's pattern recognition, right? So I remember those initial task force meetings that you know Fauci was airing, and sometimes Pence would be leaving it, sometimes Trump would be there, and it would you know get into a huge. Um, you know, combativeness with the media and they would be asking him all sorts of awful questions, et cetera, et cetera. But I actually would pay attention to Fauci and Burks, who is like totally gone now, um, when they were talking about this. Why is, you know, why is it that COVID-19 spread so quickly? And you, you remember, we were always told it's, it's the spike proteins and the ACE2 receptors. And it's, it's the ability of the spike proteins to affect these ACE2 receptors in human lungs, and that's it. Just they fit so perfectly, and that's why it's able to spread mm-hmm. so well in humans, right? That was that was. You get the idea. droplets on you, and that's yeah. it. Droplets. 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 I was trying to do that without saying the word droplets. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And um, so that, but that's that's you're hearing this all the time, and I said, oh, that's that's interesting, and that's 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 very good. I'm going to write that down, right? 
Um, and and then when the Wuhan lab started coming up, we started looking into this. They took down their database very quickly, but we were able to find archived copies of this. Now, and some of it I'm reading in Mandarin. Some of it we're able to translate. Um, but when you're looking at some of the actual tests and research that was done and has been published in the literature, you say, well, okay, what what you know, what is gain of function research? The heck, I, a year ago, I couldn't have told you what that meant, right? Maybe even two years ago. Um, and you say, well, they were trying to, they modified mice to give them this ACE2 receptor in their lungs, and then they were using gain-of-function research with, to essentially speed up the development of these coronaviruses that they had, you know, collected from this mine, an abandoned mine or cave system in uh, Quinming area that had spike proteins, to, so that they would have spike proteins. And I said, huh, wasn't well, that the same thing that the guy was talking about before with the two and, you know, right, this is me just complete layman here, but mm -hmm. these are the same two terms that I just heard from the task force meeting. So, the, so what's so going on the, with that? The, the, that was the Wuhan lab doing that. Right. Okay, so now let's uh, let's debunk something of our own here. Uh -oh. Well, uh, actually, uh, look, credit goes to Daily Mail. No bats or pangolins were sold at Wuhan wet markets immediately before COVID-19 pandemic started, Oxford study says. Huh. Research looked at 50,000 animals traded in Wuhan from 2017 to November 2019. Scientists found no evidence of bats or pangolins kept in the markets in the city. But they say other animals traded could have easily spread COVID-19. Okay, well, then the, the wet market bat thing debunked, right? Oh, yeah. Well, according to them, yeah. There you go. Well, so I, I read that article. I shared it today. I shared the study. and But as a guy who, who had spent a couple of years living in China, I'm familiar with the wet markets. It always seemed completely insane to me that people would eat food that came out of these things. Um, Bro, have you seen gutter oil? Gutter oil? Oh, yes. Gutter, it's where they oil. harvest used oil from sewer lines, filter out the garbage, and then yeah. boil it and use it for cooking. Where do they do this? In China. Um, I've, pro I've probably had it. I've probably had it. Oh. There, there are it, times. It, it's street food. They use it for yeah, there are food. times where I'm eating street food where they're like, they're like, hey, this is, you know, just, I, I know you're going to lie when I ask you what kind of meat this is. So <laughs> just don't even tell you anything. Ah. You know, it's probably rat. I don't know. But that's what people say. Like, oh, so, you know, you're a dog, man. You're, you're, you're a dog. I'm like, not, not knowingly, not deliberately. <laughs> I, I, not I'd intentionally. Rather, not intentionally. Certainly not intentionally. There was, I remember there was one place in Shanghai. Um, and a couple of the guys I was over with, you know, when I started out doing a study abroad there and then I ended up staying, but there were a couple of guys who went in and say like, Hey, yeah, I had dog. Right. And it's like, yeah. how was it? He said, eh, it's kind of stringy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, going back, how could you know for the past three years, exactly which animals were in this wet market and which ones were not right. You're, right. You, they, how can you really tell that there were no bats or no pangolins at all? In this market that just to me, that sounds like a bridge too far. And I know that it certainly kind of fits in with what everyone's been saying. And I, I think there's actually a lot better evidence to talk about. For me, the one I can't get past in terms of lab leak theory is um, how do you get a disease outbreak that's directly related to uh, bats or at least bats with one? Um, what do they call it? Transmission vector animal in the middle um, without it affecting any local populations that live in close proximity to any of these things. You're talking about the middle of a downtown urban center. And I've, I've read some of the, you know, like the nature journal articles talking about this. And they say, well, you know, Wuhan's in a, it's in a, it's in a broad region. 
Like, what do you mean it's a broad region, right? Every region is broad if your aperture is wide enough. It doesn't make any sense. No, this is a huge urban industrialized area. Like, show me the town where this broke out that's near the bat caves that has the animals, right? The, the zoonotic response. Like, that's what I'm waiting for let's, that let's, I'm looking at. Let's talk about a crazy uh – I hate the word conspiracy theory because what I'm going to describe right now is not a conspiracy in any sense of the imagination. What is it? Just that uh, it's obvious that there is a surface news world and a war, like a governmental news world, meaning there's top secret, confidential, secret information we don't have access to. So when currently, right? Yeah, currently. I mean, it comes out eventually, or we 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 hope it does. But right now, in the U.S. government and the Chinese government. They are dealing with a level of information that we can't see. So we're on the surface there. You know, I, I'm willing to bet that there's some like NSA guy sitting in, in, his, in his room right now watching the show because he loves it. And, and him and his buddies are just like drinking and laughing, being like, they're so wrong about all of this. China's on the moon and we've got, you know, <laughs> underwater bases. And I, I'm not saying it's actually that ha- crazy. Having been in that world, you know, I, I, I hate to say that, but like I can't. I'm not allowed <clears throat> to confirm directly, blah, blah, blah. But it's it's not... It's not that it's not that far removed from reality. I'm just saying it's, like it's pretty close. It's there's, pretty close. So when we're like, oh man, you know, the, 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 the Air Force moving these planes, there's somebody who's like, Oh well actually we're doing this. We're not gonna publicly say what we're doing with our Air Force. That's what confused me about how they told us that all the Air Force is now spread out around the Pacific and that we're re diverting a weaponry from the Middle East to China. Like why would we be told that? Why would the world now be told all that information? Well that's I mean Seems because intentional. That, well 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 for for a variety of reasons, number one, number one though is show of force. Yeah, right? it's like bravado. so you can't hide a B fifty two bomber, right? You can't hide an aircraft carrier. So that what you're talking about, that's a survivability operation. So you're you're separating your force. You, you can even see this on a smaller scale, where like uh, when the Syria strikes were going on, or and then you know the U S. kind of telegraphed that hey, we're probably going to strike there. You would see the Syrian Air Force would you know, they'd all take off because they didn't know which base was going to get hit, but they knew it was going to be one of them. So. Uh, part of it, it's, it's, it's sending a message. It's posturing. A lot of this stuff gets, uh, gets done on a very regular basis. It goes back to even the Clinton administration, um, when, uh, when China threatened Taiwan during, uh, some of their first presidential elections or some of the more contentious presidential elections, you know, you would see this, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's leading towards some kinetic action. Jack, you, you know things. I do. You have been chosen. Are, are rods from God real? Well, define. I mean, which which kind? Do we have satellites loaded with tungsten <laughs> rods to drop? Oh, the on tungsten them? rods. Yeah, they call them rods from God. Yeah, yeah, though that one. Um, no, because I've heard that also used with the uh, like different types of like directed energy. Um, it was in GI Joe, the second one, where Cobra Commander <laughs> takes control of the satellite. Of course, it's true. And then it drops a tungsten rod, which then slams into the earth and blows up London. We have some cool satellite stuff. Not I, not that I, I've. I've never seen anything like that, but we, we have some pretty cool satellites, though. I'm waiting for that Starlink. So I looked into it. We're actually supposed to we, any minute. Yeah, because you're because oh, this would be an area where yeah. you know, yeah. Starlink we would is publicize serve, it every right? day too. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Would can you have someone on? Would can you have someone Elon call on? Elon and yeah. be like, get these guys Starlink? Because I paid Probably. for it. We're just, we're on the waiting list. So, so how does it work? Yeah, you can, so people know what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 high speed, low latency. What is it, like gigabit internet for wow. a satellite? Right, from and satellite. they they send you a box. You just open the satellite thing, plug it in, and you you put it by the window, I guess. I don't know. So it's it's the idea of satellite TV, right, but with your internet connection. Yeah, so the thing about standard internet uh, – we we have a satellite internet backup system. Mm -hmm. 
for some reason didn't work the past few days, but it's like five megabits up. So okay. it's really difficult to actually do a broadcast. Um, but it works. It'll be grainy, low res. With Starlink, it would be broadcast quality for like pennies on the dollar. This is what makes Elon's Starlink so competitive. Uh, we're on the waiting list. So that from like right now until the end of the year, at any moment, the box could arrive. I don't know if there's somebody, you know, we, we, can we call somebody and be like, hey, you know, just like, look, we're on invite, the list. Invite we're... Elon on the show. Tell oh, him, come hey, on, you, can, you can manipulate whatever, you know, crypto you want to. Just let us know which one to buy uh, and, you, you know, know give, you, give you five minutes. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if you smoke in here or not like, like, no. uh, like the Rogan. Uh, family friendly. <laughs> family friendly. Oh, sorry. sorry Dude, I, of course we, we'd love to have Elon on. Yeah. But, like, I'll settle for getting a Starlink so we never lose internet again. <laughs> so we can do the show. That'd be cool if we did our first Starlink show with Elon. Oh, it'd be so fun. Yeah, that'd be rad. That's what you got to do. So it's apparently sold out now. Really? Yeah, so in this area, because like we're, kind of we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's like an hour and a half from D.C., so it's yeah. like when you look on the map, it's just like you can't really tell because D.C.'s massive and we're just like a tiny little blip away. But mountains, trees, it's like basically West Virginia. Just a bunch of, you know, Trump supporting, you know, right wing nut jobs who live out here for the most part. Gun tote. Well, did you see that tweet from, uh, what was it, Virginia Heffernan from the LA Times earlier today talking about the, uh, the uh, gun ownership for the 50 mile radius? No. So she was that? saying, she was saying, um, I, I think, I guess she was like buying a house or just looking at, this this issue she's she ridiculous. is talking about she's totally ridiculous she's the one who had the the trump supporting neighbor who was shoveling her lawn and she was like <laughs> or shoveling her driveway yeah, and like i don't know if i should thank him or <laughs> what should i say to did this did he really shovel my driveway yeah. is the snow actually gone he did he, was a trump did he shovel it out of hate yeah. i mean it was white snow so you know uh, and uh oh perhaps God. he's building some sort of you know she, so, so no she had a tweet up today where she was saying in Real estate listings, they should. This is the L.A. Times columnist. She's work at Wired. That they should um, include how many people own guns around you for a fifty-mile radius, and then um, you know, correct me if I'm getting any of this wrong, and then include a list of all the mass shootings that have taken place in conjunction. Now, obviously, having a list of like gunners is completely illegal. Um, but also, like, there are websites I, you can look at for criminal reports. Well, no, that, that's that's that's, that's, well. that's what I was saying. I just I just quote tweeted, and I was like, yeah, who wants to tell her? Because yeah. I'm willing to bet that in some of the lowest crime radiuses of the United States, there's a ton of law-abiding gun owners. Yeah, right? we know. It depends this. on the crime, right? So out here, there's a whole lot of drugs. Sure, okay. but it's right. it's like but people strung out. I, I'm guessing, and might be between, might be reading between the lines. I'm pretty sure she means violent crime. Right, right. She, yeah, she, she actually says uh, gun violence. Oh, okay. she says gun violence in there, yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure it's a lot safer out here. Uh, I'd be more worried about Chicago. Uh, yeah. Lots of or, gun laws and yeah. lots of people shooting each other. Let's like see, West of... Virginia's constitutional carry and uh, you know, people like, I don't I, I hear gunshots all the time. You know, the, the other day. Yeah, Baltimore's not that far away, though. Well, so this so is something I explained a while ago. It's when I live in New York and I hear gunshots, that freaks me out. Right. Because you're not supposed to. Also, it's a really dense urban area. Like, what are they shooting? Right. Out here, it's like I wake up and there's gun. I, I'm actually I wake up and I'm kind of worried when there aren't gunshots. I'm like, oh, the neighbor's not out. Something wrong? Yeah, like, neighbors are just, you know, I'm worried about the neighbors, man. You know, or, yeah, yeah. One time, I think one of the neighbors came out with his kids because it was just like sounded like it, it sounded full auto, but it was just like four people just <laughs> shooting all at the same time. Well, there's, there's that should be pla- There's places in West Virginia where you where you can do that. I, um, uh, some of the training I did. 
uh, when I was still in the intelligence community, we did out in uh, a spot in West Virginia that where they were able to get uh, get licenses and permits to shoot. I mean, we shot some pretty fun stuff. Out. Oh yeah, yeah, we just no, shot 50 BMG a couple weeks ago. Yeah, there's a range oh, yeah. in Georgia where you can shoot full auto. Oh, cool. It's great. It's really expensive, but it's great. Yeah, there's a there's a thing they do at uh, the DEFCON, which is the hacker convention, mm-hmm. where uh, like in the early days they go out into the Mojave and they set up a bunch of guns. And uh, when I went there several years ago, now it's like eight years ago, maybe now, this guy had a uh, like belt fed seven six two, I think, mm-hmm. and it was like it, you got to pay for the rounds yourself and then have at it. So we had big boxes of you know belts, and it's like M twenty four. I don't know which gun it was. He had yeah. he had like three different ones, and they were just like people were like, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was it was awesome, yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, we did that this place down uh, with Ashley St. Clair, and we were outside of outside of Houston. They call it Hellebacon, um, where you can act, you you can actually get permits to go up and do this. And a company that runs it is totally not a commercial, et cetera, et cetera. But you, um, so they do one range day where you can just, I mean, anything you want to shoot, li- literally anything, up to and including a minigun, RPG. Oh, oh man. yeah, you can and, shoot an RPG. No, 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 not RPG. Come on, not RPG. Um, and then the next day, you get up super early in a helicopter. They take you up to shoot wild hogs. Yes, that's full yep. with full auto AR-15s, and you're go- you're flying over the ranch. And the ranches want you full to do auto those. AR-15s. Full auto so AR-15s. They're mo- modified or what? Uh, they're modified. It's like fire. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that just an M16? Um, no, no, because no, they're still they're still the compact. They make all right, all right, right. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand how bad hogs are. It's it, it's yeah, horrible. Everywhere. So the ranchers want you up there doing it, right? This this is an invasive species. They are pests. Uh, they tear it up. They you they know kill. They, they kill. Yeah. Um, they can go yeah. after you know livestock. And so, but it's 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 wild, and people don't realize the culture difference because on your way to these ranches, you know, you're you're flying there and you're up in the air above. You know, I'm looking down. I'm like, this is there's a town right below me, right? You know. And I've, no, it's Texas, so you know you you pop off there, you're gonna start shooting back. This, this, this is my thing on the Great Reset. I'm kind of like totally, it's totally different from the East Coast kind of mentality. If if uh, if the Great Reset is limited to if you ha- if you live in big cities, you eat the bugs and live in the pod. I'll be like, okay, like if you have a choice to live in these awful places, sure, yeah, I mean, whatever. People can choose to do that. There know? are always going to be hogs to hunt. It is impossible to get rid of them. It's impossible to get rid of them. Oh, we, it's we open were up season there. on them basically everywhere where we, they exist, and they we, still can't we were keep up the numbers there, down. We were up there for hours, and they just kept coming. Like, yeah. we, we just had, we stopped because we were running, we were running low on fuel, and we were like, well, hey, we got flight out. Any, and, anybody uh, who's familiar with any kind of uh, MMORPG knows that you know there's hogs everywhere. They're just respawning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. Respawning. yeah. It's how you yeah. level up. Yeah, right, so exactly. I know. So my level, I mean, I, I came in pretty low. Like I was like novice level. Yeah. South Park got this wrong. You can't just kill hogs, boars to level up because as soon as once you're a few levels above them you stop getting experience for doing it you were well rested though so you got an xp bonus while yeah, you were exactly. yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right that's eventually got to go for the most dangerous game. like the boss hog the boss hog you got to find the boss hog shot giant there. 20 foot we, and we were after so they had coyotes as well hunting coyotes we, we had coyotes out there as well yeah you know you know what they need wolves we can find them. The issue is that uh, in a lot of places, with wolves being displaced because they were a threat to us, right? Right. And so they fled. Then you get invasive species running rampant. Deer population explodes. Man, people don't understand why uh, you hunt deer. And they're in they, these city it's people. It's also true. You, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'd be willing to bet. Let's do a study. That if you went to a city and asked th- this question. Okay, here's, here's a question for you, Jack. You see a butterfly caught in a spider's web. Do you free it? Me personally, no. Why not? Um, 
because I know that that spider is going to be there, it's going to then consume the butterfly and it's and all those other pests and gnats and I don't know if a spider would go after a cicada, but maybe. Right. So, so the yeah, the, the idea spider is, is a filtration system essentially. I'd, right. I'd be willing to bet that if you go to a city, or if you go to like a liberal and ask, they'd free the butterfly, mm. whereas a conservative wouldn't. Because obviously we understand the beauty of the butterfly. I, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong about this. Maybe liberals are just ruthless and they're like, kill them both or something crazy. <laughs> I don't really think that. I think they typically would be like the butterfly is an important pollinator and it's beautiful and a part of nature and it shouldn't die to a spider. The spider can eat anything else. And so a lot of conservatives would probably just be like circle of life. You know, the spider eats the bugs, eats the pests, butterfly or not. So that, that's a difference in mentality. I think about, you know, so we're city folk out here. We had a deer feeder. And they were like, oh, you're going to kill some deer? And we're like, no, I'm just going to feed them. I'm like, why? They're pests. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're, they're like, they're awful. Yeah, we yeah, hate exa- them. That's exactly they, what it was like. They overpopulate. Exactly. They yeah. destroy crops. They destroy yep. trees. They need to, the population levels need to be kept down. Otherwise, they get diseased and ridden yeah. with like nasty parasites. And they starve to death. And so they're like, don't just feed them. And I'm like, well, the good news is they don't like the deer feeder. The <laughs> birds do. And they're like, oh, the birds are fine. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, we had this growing up. Um, Valley Forge Park was always uh, you know, a huge place for us to go on weekends. I ended up actually got engaged, got married right right near there. Oh. And um, but because it's federal protected, it's a federal park, right? National Park. Um, the deer know this. And so they know if they go, in, they, <laughs> they go in there, <laughs> right? Well, they know that like this is like a safe it's area, a yeah. right? So you get to the point where, I mean, it, when it's dusk, you, you like can't drive around. Right, because the deer are everywhere, and yeah. they're tearing up all this stuff, and a lot of the land right there—that's that's actual. You know, some of it—it's—it's it's some of these dirt forts and different fortifications that were made by the actual uh, Continental Army under George Washington during that winter. Um, where, right, so Philadelphia has fallen; the British have taken it. It's this is, this is prior to the uh, uh, the crossing of the Delaware and the Battle of Trenton, and so or be, just before that, I should say. And so, you know, these deer are tearing up actual U.S. history. But, you know, pe- and, and this is Pennsylvania. So people are like, so can, can we go after the deer, please? And, and the federal government had to do this whole, like, permit system to let people go in and then hire guys from, like, the USDA to come in. So there's actually, like, a deer death squad, basically. Wow. And I, I believe it's under USDA. From, it was, like, years ago. And I'm like, how do you They're walking sign armed? up? For, oh, yeah. Which which department are you with? USDA. You <laughs> step aside. You step ours. aside, kid, man. Step aside, baby. I, I, uh, I hope you're all sitting down because this might infuriate you. But uh, this morning, I saw a deer, and it was eating our mulberries. <gasps> what? Whoa. It was eating Whoa. our mulberries. Whoa. 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 What are guns for? I know. That's right. Defending the mulberry. The mulberry. And I was shaking like, I can't kill Bambi. And it was like, <laughs> your mulberries Tim, Tim, are mine. Don't worry. Don't worry. It was Bambi's mom. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, that's like Simpsons. Uh, don't don't let their bovine nature fool you, <laughs> Timmy. Given the chance, a cow would kill you and your entire family. <laughs> we have pawpaw trees out here. Do you guys know what pawpaws are? They're like, I guess they're like mango and banana combined. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like the only... Uh, uh, 
that fruit of that type in North America or something. So we have this tree. And I remember seeing like the deer were always crowding on our driveway because there's a tree right there. And, you know, in August and September, whatever, all these fruits are there. And they're like, they're, they're in the middle of the road. So no, no, for real. Like when you're coming down at night, there's no streetlights or anything. No, no. You got to be real careful. And then you see them standing. They're really dumb. Yep. They just like, they'll walk up to the car and just stare at you as you're like heading like, what's this? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like we talk about Darwin Awards, but no, really. <laughs> There's right? just too many of them. We got turkeys, too. We got a lot of turkeys. Yeah, I've seen them same. walking around in the woods, dude. Yeah, yeah, same. They gang same. up on you. They're on you like, Bow-bow-bow. Yeah, they like, walk up to you and start pushing. You're like, all right, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to get back to the house. I was unprepared for how well you gobble. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's the same thing when you when you talk to people out here. They're like, turkeys, huh? We can We can help you out with that. And I'm like, what's the problem? They're like, turkeys are pests. Like, you, you got to get rid of them. They're like, you, turkeys you, are bad people, Tim. <laughs> like, <you're> <laughs> then, like, they have, like, a video we, we, of turkeys spray like painting on property. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> turkeys are just spray painting and, and vandalizing and then, and property. And it's, like, like, it's like the beginning of one of those cop shows, and you see that, yeah, yeah, it's the turkeys. <laughs> of course, it was the turkeys. He just, like, sniffed. Dude. Turkeys were out. Well, this someone, was, someone saw a mountain lion out here. <gasps> yeah, out where we're at. Not cool. Really? Yeah. Like, really, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, I don't know why. It, it, it's Nasty. rare. It happens. Yeah. But we were told that on this side of the river, because wow. because uh, uh, if you guys have ever played any MMORPG, you know that certain mobs can only spawn on certain sides of the river. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're Different in... zones. Yeah, like, if you're in Elwyn Forest, you know that the, the boars and the gnolls don't spawn in, in Darkshire, and the ghouls don't spawn in Elwyn. So, uh-huh. uh Across the river from us, there's like bears, and it's like way more serious because it's West Virginia. But in the Maryland side, they're like you don't got to worry about anything. It's like deer. It's like really low level stuff. Mm-hmm. But every so often, a bear or a bobcat or a mountain lion will be spotted. And so people were saying like, not too far from here in this area in, the, in Western Maryland, they spotted a, a like a mountain lion or whatever. So they're like, you got to be careful. Now think about that. You live out one of these houses. You get an alert. You see on Facebook like, guys, we got a report from the local authorities. There's a mountain lion spotted in the area. Please be armed and safe. Think about that. Please be armed and safe. Yeah. And now you get these laws. Air 15. Come on, man. Nobody need 15, you know, 10 rounds. And then people are like, if you can't hit it in 10 rounds, you shouldn't be shooting at it. Oh, okay. So I'm not a professional. I'm not a professional military man or law enforcement guy, but I want to keep my friends and family safe from a mountain lion. And if it takes me more, look, maybe I'm really bad. And I'm like yes. trying to protect myself from a mountain lion. Yeah, maybe I need to have a standard capacity magazine of 30 rounds. If well, you're not I mean, a marksman, your whole family should die if someone breaks in. That's right. If yeah, a I mountain mean, lion it, breaks it, in. G- given that situation, I mean, you know, I, 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 I have a military background, but I, I'm, I'm never considered myself to be like, you know, like there, there's certain – I don't know, like, as you call them influencers, pundits out there that are, like, really focused on Second Amendment and shooting, and, like, that's their whole thing. I love them. They're great guys. I, I've always been more like the current events, breaking news kind of guy, but just to, you know, defend the AR-15 for a second, right, that you're talking about a, a firearms platform where the reason so many people use it is because it is versatile and because yep. it is something that has a great accuracy for someone who is a hobbyist for someone who is you know just getting kind of getting into guns that you're going to have a better um propensity for actually hitting your target rather than you're using like uh, like a Glock or a 45 or any 9mm any handgun right certainly at at a greater distance right you are going to 
put your rounds on target in a safer, more controlled yeah. um, situation with an AR-15 than you would with almost any other firearm That's, out there, speaking generally. Speaking th- generally. Think about this. Do you guys remember the story about the guy who went to the Empire State Building and then like it was like a, a revenge killing and it, it yeah. was a disgruntled employee? No. So this, he goes yeah, to the Empire State this. Building. He's all angry, and then he takes a handgun, and he shoots a bunch of people. He leaves the building, and the NYPD, they run up to stop him, and they start firing wildly, hitting like seven oh, yeah, or so that. people. Oh, yeah, I remember When was this? Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Three years ago, I think. I, I totally don't remember this. It's kind of tragic. I think seven people got hit. That's my guess. But let me see if I can find I, this I, I'm guessing it's seven people other than the guy they were Yeah, they did hit 2012. the guy. Uh, all oh. Empire State shooting victims were wounded by officers, Jeez. according to police. Wow. So uh, on a busy Friday morning. Let's, let's pull this up. Let's, let's jump into this story. Yeah. All right. How so this is this, happen? What, this what? is CNN 2012. from uh, 2012. Okay. What, what month? Uh, August. And then, was, so they say. I was in. I was in training for Gitmo back then, so I, I missed a couple. All Empire State shooting victims were wounded by officers on a busy Friday morning in Manhattan. Nine, pedestri- uh, nine pedestrians suffered bullet or fragment wounds after police unleashed a hail of gunfire at a man walking with a forty-five caliber pistol who had just killed a former coworker. Oh. The officers unloaded sixteen rounds in the shadow of the Empire State Building at a disgruntled former ap- uh, apparel designer, killing him after he engaged in a gun battle with police. Authorities said. Three passerby sustained direct gunshot wounds, while the remaining six were hit by fragments, according to the New York Police Commissioner Ray Kelly. All injuries were caused by police. All injuries were caused by police. One officer shot nine rounds and another shot seven. Police identified the gunman as Jeffrey Johnson, 58, who was apparently laid off from his job as a designer of women's accessories at Hazan Import Co. last year. Johnson served in the U.S. Coast Guard in the mid-70s, had two rounds left in his pistol. It holds eight, Kelly said. Now, uh, I just want to point something out. What do you think would have happened if those officers had rifles, AR-15s? I mean, you, you can never say, right? But if they're going at range and this guy's moving, if he's, you know, if he's being furtive, he's, if he's trying to, you know, use cover and concealment, they would have had a better just just talking based on the numbers they would have had a better chance of hitting him directly let's let's with the air and let's not even say a five five six let's say the police were given a short barrel nine millimeter with a stock like come on man you know i, I understand we want we want the cops to be arms uh, armed the, these co- oh well they would say militarization of police right 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 um, exactly yeah, that would be the response. so they're saying the cops we you know uh, yeah. a glock 17 or whatever and these, these cops miss it's not an easy thing to do. They complain about police and police brutality. It's like, okay, then give them a, a, a short-barreled rifle or AR pistol with, with, a, with a stock, and they will be way more accurate. They will, they, they, it will, it will, a one-shot fired guys down. Stop, stop the murder or dead in his tracks as he started shooting at cops. Less bullets fired, more accurate. This is a good example of, like what you're saying. That, that That's mil- exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. It's, it's not just the idea of militarization of police. It's the idea of AR-15s are dangerous, it's like, dude, people who do, with handguns, like handguns, I'll, I'll admit, I mean, maybe it's just me, but rifles way easier. I go to the range and I can hit everything with the, with the, with the AR-15. Well, you've got a longer, handgun, you've, got a, you've got a longer barrel. So and stabilize it's, it. it's more stable. It's, it's more, um, you, you know, it's, it's more forgiving basically for those little mistakes with, you know, a four inch barrel on a handgun, right? You got to be front sight focus you got to be dead on you have to have your t all the way across this, 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 also, this is what this, real quick this is what people don't understand is that they assume an ar-15 is firing 5.56 it's like you get get a, a nine millimeter rifle yeah there are different variants yeah it, or, or a 45 subsonic slower and yep. more well, accurate also i mean the vast majority of gun violence Scary is committed gun. with well the vast majority of gun violence is committed with, with handguns. handguns oh yeah all rifles combined including the ar-15 kill fewer people every year than hammers do mm. yeah oh 
yeah. think sharks too. It's incredibly right? rare. I don't know about sharks. Yeah, that's that's the thing, and and the, this is what that judge actually in California recently who struck down the um, the firearms ban, the assault quote unquote assault weapons assault ban. Assault weapon ban. Yeah, which it's funny because like I'll go to like you know any uh any gun store online you type in assault weapon i can't like, see they, they, they won't sell you they won't sell you i don't they'll sell it. defense weapons it's weird all they day long assault assault weapons. Weapons. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird funny. i walked into a store and i was like hello sir i would like to buy one assault weapon and the man said that's not that, <laughs> one that doesn't assault exist weapon, please <laughs> one assault weapon please. one weapon for assault they're like leave <laughs> sir, right now what are you so going to the words the words you're saying don't right so the judge the judge in this case in that you know if you i haven't gone through the whole thing it's it's really long uh opinion that he wrote that he put down but the the uh the first part of it which was driving you know sort of like the anti-gun uh types yeah. nuts he said it's called it like a swiss army knife and he said it's like a swiss army knife because it's there when you need it and it solves so many different yeah. uh different situations different problems different challenges that arise and the vast majority of this is like this is the most popular gun in the united states the vast majority of people who use this uh never use it to mitigate to commit a crime, they are lawful. They are law-abiding. They're using it safely for yep. lawful, legal purposes. This is exactly what I've been trying to tell people about my Barrett M82. You know, like what happens if, like, I don't know, an international band of terrorists that, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. the, like the Fast and the Furious crew, they're fighting, and then I see this helicopter, and I'm like, look. I gotta protect my property from this 100%. international cabal led yes. by Charlie's throne, and so I've got a fifty BMG. You never know. When she, uh, yeah, well, I mean, and when she's, she's not going to be able mood. to hit you from the helicopter. No, right? I, I, I do love this though because, like, uh, we posted the vlog where I have the the, the Barrett. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a fifty BMG, and we were shooting at, at at a plate or whatever. And then these lefties are like, "What are you going to hunt with that?" For and half- I was like, "What does hunting have to do with anything?" Yeah. Like, hunting. You yeah, said hunting. plate, but for half a second I thought you said plane. It's like, Tim, no, plate, what are you doing? Plate. <laughs> what are you plates? Just steel plates. Yeah, steel plates. We were hoping that it would vaporize the target. Like, it would, because the steel plate was rated for 308. And mm-hmm. we're like, if we hit this, it's probably going to blow up. We, uh, uh, one, one, one person, Dan, got, got, a, got a, gra- a glancing shot, so it just dented it. But it was also on a wooden, you know, it was mounted, so it absorbed a lot of the hit. And There's some places you can go where, where I've done, and this is in West Virginia, where they'll let you do, like, abandoned cars. Oh, uh, man. With, oh like, the gosh. glass in and everything. Yeah, we had, like, a BMW and a Mercedes, and we were like, take that, 1%. <laughs> 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 it was class, awesome. class war. I also got to, at one point, with one of these things, and they just buy these junk cars for you to be able yeah. to use. And for tactical training, um, they, they actually got, one of the trainings we went through was firing a firing handgun from the driver's seat through the windshield at a target. Oh, whoa. And so, yeah, so learning how the difference, so the angle of the windshield versus, if you know, your target, so, okay, your target's here, so you want to shoot center mass, but because of the angle of deflection, you actually want to kind of fire down, in wow. a sense. and it bends it up. So that it bends, whoa. so it hits the glass that's and bends refraction up. and action. That's crazy. Yeah, refraction you know, and action, very good. And, and, and people need, yeah, that's, that's crazy. It was awesome. It was, it, was, it was just amazing. I always tell people, behind the engine block, Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Engine block. Oh, yeah. You know, so you could do these tests where they, they they'll, they'll have the car. That was um, the, in the George Floyd Square. That was when when the shooting broke right. out. You can actually hear. And I'm guessing it's some security who's there with like it was like a, some British or you yeah. know, foreign um, reporter. And he like, doesn't know what to do. And here's this guy just go get behind the engine block. Go, go. And that's yeah. Don't don't hide behind the doors and don't ever do that. In, in the movies, the cops are literally behind the door, and I'm yeah, like, no. dude, that's yeah. like a millimeter of like well, steel or some, aluminum. Some police cars will have will have some armor yeah. there, but yeah, just just don't. 
assume your car isn't up armored. <laughs> you know, if God forbid you're ever in that situation, yeah, engine block all day long. However, I don't know if you guys wanted to get into this. The engine block is also what allows for pit maneuvers to take place. That uh, oh, that, police, that, that video that came can, out. So it's the same idea because yes, the engine block is this large chunk of metal, right? That's right in the front of the car, but that's also what. Um, leaves a car's weight balance completely off, right? It, and so, so your trunk's never going to have more weight than the engine block. Mm-hmm. There's this video that's going viral where a cop is trying to pull over this woman for some like minor traffic violation, oh, and that. he decides I think, I think she's speeding. I think she was speeding. speeding. Yeah. So he decides to murder her to, to just straight up kill the yep. woman. What? So I, I'm I'm being a bit hyperbolic. He he performs a pit it. maneuver and flips her vehicle over and crashes it, and then he walks over and she's like. Help, and he's like pulling her out of the overturned vehicle, and it's, it's, writing I mean, her a ticket as she's yeah, 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 you're, yeah, you're not even. Descri- I wouldn't. That, I wouldn't even describe it like that. It's it's he. So she clearly slows. Like she's speed. I would say she's speeding, right? When because yeah. I, I watched the whole video. I mean, she definitely looks like she's speeding. Um, I can't see any of the other cars on the road, so you don't know if she's like going up much faster than everybody else. She's clearly going too fast for conditions. Um, so he goes to pull her, puts the blinkers on. So, but then there's no like shoulder right there's no safe spot for her to get off so she puts her turn signal on as if she's looking for an exit but no exit appears so she slows down and there's a very noticeable change in her rate of speed at this point in the video um and she puts her emergency emergency lights on right like hey i understand like she's clearly signaling to the officer that you know i acknowledge that you are behind me that you have your lights on and she's like just looking for somewhere to do that safely, um, which you would think. And Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He decides to write this up as if she's fleeing and says, like, hey, I've got a fleeing suspect. I'm within my rights here. I'm going to execute a pit maneuver. So for people who don't know, a pit maneuver is when you you use that again as i was talking about that weight in that imbalance that exists in all cars that you know except for the you can still do it but the ones that don't have um some cars have the engine in in the rear some volkswagens used to have that teslas yeah teslas have, um yeah you wouldn't be able to do it so you know another, another reason to have elon musk on uh, yeah. <laughs> and so you you use that weight of your engine block to essentially smack the back of the of another car and have it spin out of control. Now, the in the proper setting, the car is just supposed to spin around so that you don't uh, so that it can't travel forward and then it stops the vehicle, stops forward progress. What happens here is he attempts a pit maneuver while the car is already close to the shoulder. Right. So I, that's one of those like a Derek Chauvin thing where like, is that how they teach you to do right. a pit maneuver? Because where's the car going to spin? It's mm-hmm. obviously going to smack into the shoulder, which it does, then crosses the lanes, hits the other shoulder mm-hmm. head on. The car flips. It's an SUV flips over. It's already a lot of weight imbalance issues yeah. in, inherent in SUVs. Uh, I used to drive an H2 for this, this pro this radio station I worked for. And it was like the worst possible thing to ever drive in. Right. I can like, imagine any yeah. conditions. And this thing is like wobbling all over. Oh like I never God. the death traps, absolutely death traps. Uh, but Hey, billboard on wheels. Right. And 
so he gets out of the car and he's like strolling yeah. up to this thing what where the heck? you know it, and it's one of those look I you know I, I don't know what he was thinking I don't want to describe intention based off a of video but looks bad looks looks really bad looks really bad that he does not seem <laughs> he does not seem very you know uh, worried that you know he's just flipped a car over and potentially somebody could be injured dead or anything and in i'm certainly i'm sure this will come up in the case but he also doesn't seem to perceive a threat because he doesn't and, and i go back and watch the video but he doesn't appear to have his gun drawn and he's you know he's not thinking like oh this is some hardened criminal that you know i have to be worried about so his gun's not drawn he's not approaching uh stealthily or anything like that he's just sort of Walk like it's the weirdest thing. He's just walking. It's like he's in shock. Like he thinks he killed somebody. Uh, no, he seems like indifferent. I yeah, I, would, I don't Whatever. even see that. And again, you know, that's that's me looking at a couple seconds of video. I can't I can't tell. I, I'm it, not going to try to mind read. It somebody. looked like that's fair. The cop was in the right lane, and she had good. to exit. So she sped up to pass him to get into the right lane to exit, rather than slow down to get behind him to exit. Like that's an awkward situation where you need to exit and someone's on your right, and you got either. Well, I don't think there's an exit at all in the video. I don't, I don't think there's any exit that comes up. Like there's nowhere for her to go, basically. Yeah. And, Crazy, like, and, and it's one of those ones where it's like. At that point, but if that were me, um, and I know that there's a cop behind me with his lights on, I would just pull it over in the shoulder. If I really, if I really couldn't find anywhere, because I know that, you know, other cars are going to see that, and I'm not getting out of my car anyway. So if he like if he really wants me to pull over, and there legitimately isn't anywhere to go, I, I would just pull over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, I would. Well, how about we take super chats, everybody? Alrighty. If you have not already, and you like the show, you got to smash that like button. Uh, it really does help. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends if you think it's important and the conversations we have are important. And go to TimCast.com. Become a member. We'll have a bonus segment coming up. We usually put them up around 11 p.m. And maybe you've noticed we, we, we publish them immediately so that as soon as the video is done encoding after it's uploaded, you'll be able to watch it. But that means if you get there too early, it's like you're watching the encoder process. <laughs> it's better than us sitting around like just not publishing it for an hour and then you have to wait a longer amount of time. But, hey, it is what it is. Go to TimCast.com. Sign up. Really excited for the newsroom and some of the people we're bringing on. We're going to have more consistent merch. We're going to be expanding everything. It's going to be fantastic. We want to do many documentaries, and we just need to get the leadership staff who are going to be able to handle that. It's not It's not easy. Let's read some of these Super Chats, and don't forget, smash that like button. Smash it. All right. Uh, Hung Drizzts with the most true and correct Super Chat ever. Uh-huh. He said, Tim Pool is the greatest artist of our generation. Mm. Seriously, though, can't That's wait until Blue Cities. Excuse me. Oh, Excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, but Freedom Tunes is the greatest artistic endeavor of all time. Excuse me. No, uh, no. Uh, Hungdred says Tim Pool is the greatest artist, and he is the greatest. He's the best. Everyone knows. Rugs, rugs, bunk. Fake news. And then Hung Dritz comes out and says, I take it back. No, he's dumb. He's the worst. Everybody knows it. Uh, he says, uh, can't wait. Follow-up super chat. Not yeah, right. JK. That's how we get people to just keep put giving more money. Yeah. But frankly, I think yeah. he's actually awful. He was the worst. No one agrees. Yeah, if you guys want, we would do whole super chat threads where we'll you argue guys with keep you putting in. We'll, we will yeah. have debates. Yeah. Keep super chatting. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. Troll yourself. Keep it coming, folks. Guys, Hung, can Hung? we get up to 7,000 likes? Because it's 6.2 right now. That's oh, all yeah, I'm asking. Can we get to 10,000? Can we get to 10,000? Can we get 10? I didn't even share this. And also YouTube.com slash Freedom Tunes, guys. It's actually... It's Seamus's birthday. It's so at, one, birthday. It, at some point this year it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so if you all hit that like button just for me. At some point I was bored. That reminds me of the Rick and Morty thing where he's like, what does he ask him? What's nine times eight? 
And, and he's More like, at, at least 42. You're, that's exactly right. It is at least <laughs> <right>. 42. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Uh, Hungdred says, can't wait until the blue cities feel the economic burden from ostracization of unvaxxed. Mm. Fuzzy Bunny says, 55. Have you seen that viral video where the woman gets a scam call? And she answers it like a robot. Thank yeah. you for calling eBay <laughs> customer service. It's her, it was so good because she's like, to continue, press 55. <laughs> and then you hear boop, boop, like the actually hit 555. <laughs> it's great. And then it shows, you guys remember 55 from Group X? No. Mm. Come on. You know that? Jameis? Wait, Swifty Five? Swifty Five. Shwiggity Swag. Yes. Boom. Yeah, somebody's got Come taste. <laughs> That's why Seamus makes funny videos because he knows what he's talking about. I, just, I, I so. barely remember that video. I just remember it was like some, I just remember like a little animation. I just want bang, bang, from, bang. Oh my gosh, I don't remember that part. I can't recommend <laughs> it. That's bad. But, all right, all right. Let's, uh, let's, we got I'll Fight You Naked says, letter, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Excuse me? It's just getting started. Letter, <laughs> not, letter, <laughs> letter to a woke heart says, has anyone at Timcast read it? It's short. Anybody le- read Letter to a Woke Heart? Negative. Negative. Who wrote that? I don't know. Hmm. I can look it up. Andy Stone says, Ben Lee the trucker says hi. Hi, Ben Oh, Lee. hi, Ben. Hey, ben. Ben's my friend. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Nice. Reality Hijack says, Poso, when are you going to tell Bannon to come to the mansion and do a podcast? That was the same question I got last time. You know, he's he's up in New York right now. He um he ended up not even coming back to D.C., so he's stuck in New York, and he won't. He literally will not leave this hotel. I have his yet. mug. You have his mug? Yeah, I somehow ended up with literally his mug. That's amazing. Someone who knew him took it from his house or something, and then, like, someone else was hanging out with them and then got it. He did. Big deal, though. Huge deal. First haircut he's gotten in, like, two years. <laughs> oh. He just, just, it's not, yeah, it's not, if you're watching the show, it's not, uh, doesn't have it back. That's an actual haircut. So That's, kudos to him for that. All right, let's read some more. We got uh, Anthony Campo says, Biden is bought by China with him as Prez going to war with them makes no sense. It costs millions for rallies that Trump is about to do. Makes me think who is really, uh, makes me think who really is in charge. Tim Foyle hat, please. Yes. Hey, Tim Foyle hat. Nicholas Hooker says, did you see Ashley Babbitt's family is suing to release the identity of the officer who killed her? Also vote Charter Terrelli for NJ governor. Oh. I, I, I think I did hear that. That was news a little while ago, right? The family was suing. Yeah, I, I think that the, um, yeah, I know there's a lot of speculation over, you know, is it this officer? Is it that officer? I I, th- I have to imagine in that lawsuit that name's going to come out. Yeah. hope so. Jason Kiyutu says, big ups to Cast Castle. Entertaining for sure seeing the pad. Hoping members' events showcase Tim's speakeasy and casino gaming <laughs> operation in the basement of Secret Bunker. We shall persevere. Yes. We actually have a poker table. We, we, yeah. yeah, but it's like, it's the gaming table. So if like we're playing ma- magic or a board game, you've got like, it's a it's a cushion on the edge and you can have a cup holder. But I was also thinking, you know, we'll, we'll play little fun, silly poker games and like we have tokens for the slot machine in the arcade so you can like win that stuff listen sky Matheson never tells anybody where the game's gonna be but the action's always here and the action's always here in the Tim Pool house this thing i just want to mention something we're up to 7.7k <gasps> likes that's great but it is not what we agree to ladies and gentlemen let's <laughs> get 10,000 likes on this video it is Seamus' well, birthday at some point this year at some point this year it's gonna be my birthday you know what i'm even point. more proud of not quite but very proud of the video that Tim and I just released where Tim voices Dr. Fauci, it was hysterical. We almost cried laughing recording we it. Did. And it's uh, we were crying laughing. Yeah. We were crying laughing. Lydia was there. Were there, any, sp- were, were there any specific words that um, uh. that came up? Like any one Droplet. word? Droplets. Droplets. <laughs> droplets coming from my eyes. We, You guys crying. have to watch this video. We, it, it was, it's, I, I, I was very proud of it. Tim and I were crying laughing. And also... 
um, for people who support the show at patreon.com slash freedom tunes. You can watch the behind the scenes of us recording yeah, and we, flying when, laughing. So we funny. used this setup right here to do the VO because like after the show finished, I was like, oh, Seamus, do you have that, that, that VO you want me to read? So we just turned the camera on and filmed it, and you can hear Seamus being like, "Say it like this, say it like this," and I'm like, "Okay," and then I redo it. And <laughs> it's well, the whole thing is great because it's like it's like the uh, it's like a, a kid and he's breaking up with Doctor Fauci, <laughs> as if like I don't want you in my life anymore. <laughs> and he's like, "If you break up with me, your grandmother will die." <laughs> and then he's the like, "That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't give talking about. You're always hyperbolic. Don't don't give too much of it away, you guys. No, <laughs> no, we don't give away. Like, the, we won't give away. We won't give away the surprise twist. And I think there's a there's a, there's a sequel. The is, right. Oh yeah, we we literally improved a sequel <laughs> right after we recorded it, and we honestly I think that was even funnier. Like this one's really funny, but like that one I, is funny. Yeah, I we I think we were like really crying laughing. Yes, like, it was so over. <laughs> and then, and we were like coming. Oh, we were just like coming up with everything on the spot. It was and then great. as as we were walking away. Shame, it's like, no, I gotta record one more thing. And he runs back and starts recording again. And, I did, yeah. And yeah, then I was like, like hold on, let's try this. this. Like, what if Trump said this? And then Tim came back. He's like, oh, then I'll say this. Yeah, it was very, <laughs> yes. it was very organic. It That's was cool. great. That's yeah. cool. Well, so we'll see, we'll see the, the sequel comes out. All right, let's see. David Maki says, UAP tech can be built in a garage. Prove it to yourself. You can make a capacitor thruster out of a SI slash graphene wafer and a laser mirror based on quantized inertia theory and the McBecker and Bot Compacitor Thruster experience, uh, EXP. I what? have no idea. What? Ian. <laughs> well, what are you using the laser for? To move it around? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Should, should, should we build the orb? Silicon graphene wafer sounds cool, though. That's should right. we build a yeah, surf, a, 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 a surf like, like, a, like, a, like a hovercraft where we can fly? Uh, yes. Because yes. yeah. we can build. I don't want to call it. Unqualified, yes. I don't want to build a quadcopter. Have you seen the, the the flying motorcycle where it's just two big fans? And you, yeah, the problem is controlling left and right is difficult. Mm-hmm. That's why people like doing quad. But maybe you could do two small jets on the side, kind of like how the flight suits work. So they're not for lift; they're for stabilization. Right. And then you just have the two big in the front, and you could you know ride it around. Maybe we just build like with the hobgoblin head or the green goblin and Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. We'll just build that and we'll fly around. And then Ian, you can work on the on the pumpkin bombs, but we're a family friendly show, so it'll just be mm-hmm. like whipped cream comes out. You know? Sure, yeah, it's tasty. <laughs> and you could throw cupcakes at people instead. Sounds great. You know, I'll, I'll toss them underhand. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that'll be over at Cast Castle. Uh, this past weekend, I went hunting for cicadas. I have a a, 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 a gun that shoots salt for bugs. And mm. so I was actually catching the cicadas, and then, you know, I was hunting cicadas. He really wanted, got into it. He had, like, the paint on, and he, he did, like, yeah, the he black. Did. I was hiding He's in like, the – I was in a deer girl. blind waiting oh, for the cicada to come out. It was like a He's belt gone. of cicada heads. And then and then he saw a cicada in front of him, but then one popped out his side. I was but, like, <laughs> making that cicada <laughs> noise. He's like, He's clever like, girl. Clever girl. Well, so the, actual, the actual problem is yeah. the, the, the bug thing. It doesn't actually hurt the cicadas. It, you know, it just big. stuns them. Yeah. It doesn't even stun It just them. makes them angrier, dude. And then they come after you. You don't want an angry cicada on your hands. No, I don't. Dude, they're Terrifying. screams. No, they do. No, they scream. No dude, one, yeah, they one, scream. They do. One landed on me, and I was like poking him to get him off. <laughs> and he was just sitting there. And I poke him. And like, <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, it's terrifying. So the lively ones are loud. Well, so and you get a lot of them together, a whole swarm. Yep. You, you'll go by like a tree. You know, I try to do um, like a bike ride with my kid once a day, and, and we'll go <laughs> under. The, we'll go under the tree, and it's just like, yeah, dude. And I saw it was so brutal Crazy. because uh, someone here collected a bunch of a bunch of um, cicadas in a jar to feed to the chickens, and they just got thrown into the little chicken area. Mm. In, chicken city. 
the, the chicken city, and they're just laying on the ground like, like screaming, <laughs> and the chickens are just massacring them. And then this, like one chicken is like picking up a cicada and like shaking it around as it's screaming. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, this is why I don't feel bad when I eat chicken at all. Yes, horrifying. Like, <laughs> wow. What's that? What's that? Some, uh, what's that account? Nature's brutal. Nature's yeah. metal. Some, yeah, nature's somebody, metal. somebody mentioned in the chat that I am building a zeppelin. Uh, that's that is true and correct. Yep. The the so uh, if you don't know the story. For, like, years, Wikipedia had a section where it claimed I invented a Zeppelin for live streaming, which I never did. And so it finally got removed because they were like, what's the source for this? It's like one article from The Guardian. So then I was like, just to make a point, I'm now going to actually do it yes. and invent it so they have to put it back. I'm going to retroactively make a fake article true. And then they can, like, put it back. Living up to the hype. What will, what will they do? They're like, this article was fake when it was written, but then he eventually did do this. So do we use this article? You, you, will create, you, will, you will create, like, a, like a disclaimer paradox where the disclaimer for the original article that they will have run, they'll need to also disclaim, but in <laughs> the context of a large – like, it'll just be an At entire – At the time of writing, this was a false right, story. Right. But actually now it's true because he decided to yeah, one-up us. Yeah. So this is like what the Beatles used to do with um, with the Paul is Dead stuff. Do you guys know about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it, it started as, you know, as just sort of this, this thing that a bunch of, like, hippie kids at some U.S. college – had gotten into they thought they were secret messages in the Beatles yeah, songs. Yeah, if you play it backwards, yeah, it says Paul is a dead man, I miss Paul's him. Dead, yeah. This is this. But then the Beatles found out about it, and they were like, oh, this is the coolest thing. So they actually started planting secret messages in their songs. Oh. And, you know, if you play something backwards, and John Lennon was super big into this, that, and it was sort of like, it, you know, it's is it art imitating reality kind of thing? And it yeah. just became this whole, you know, big deal where all of these secret messages we could put in. But I always, I always thought it was, that's actually the, the story that got me into the Beatles. That like, <laughs> wow, these guys thought it was so cool that they actually took it to the next level and started doing it because, hey, that's fun. Yeah. All right, we got a quiet guitarist fan says, World Economic Forum, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Neo, I need guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> I, uh, guns are good investments. Yeah, it's true. Functional devices, the storm properly came clean. They don't lose their value. Yes, they the, the World Economic it. Forum not only has me blocked on Twitter, but they they called me out by name uh, the other day uh, over some. And you're you're blocked by them. They're calling and, out by and name? I'm blocked, but they're calling me out as this like oh, wow. you know this this known purveyor of whatever. Um, <laughs> what? Because I, well, I yeah, know, it had, do, it had to do with the the um, the Macron emails from 2017, which oh. were completely true, by the way. Like that was an actual legit leak that we found. Um, but they just labeled disinformation. But isn't that hilarious how you'll find people's actual, e actual emails and they'll be like, that's not true. That's disinformation. Yeah, dude, I, I'm like, like browsing Reddit. There's, if you look at the front page of all, the leftists, how they talk about Fauci's emails, they, they have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. They've literally not read any of them, don't understand the context. And they're like, there was like one email where he said not to wear masks. It was exactly in line with what he was saying publicly. And I'm like, well, that's true. But the real issue is that there were scientists saying early on that thought it was engineered. Fauci ended up giving these guys grants at some point. What the guy was saying publicly literally the same day was the exact opposite of what he was telling Fauci. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there. Right. So what that that's a type of it, I mean it's a cope right but you know the the type of logical fallacy that it's a false because right so I've created instead of having to actually think through like me possibly being wrong on something I can just allow the cognitive dissonance to take over and the yep. false because will be a shortcut across that to say well okay there was this one but it wasn't a big deal here's why it wasn't a big deal and therefore the re you know therefore because of that all of it 
is not a big deal. Well, that's a false because because that only exactly. pertains to one. All right. Stoley yeah. Clark says. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Tim, I'm challenging you and Ian to a game of two-headed giant commander. Also, everyone, regardless of your opinion, you need, you, need, you need to prepare for some crazy times. And why don't you people ever talk about XRP? I don't know a whole lot about XRP, but what I can say is... Anyone who plays me and Ian a game of two, two-headed giant commander would regret it. Yeah, you'd get messed up. you get messed up bad. Like, I don't know about that. I the, think Jack and I could beat you. The, the, the level of the decks that Ian and I have are so high, we don't like playing each other anymore. Because yep. it's like turn one wins. It's just insane. It's just like, oh, he won. Wow. He got the mana crypt, he wins. Let's just play a new game. I'll yeah. consume. Well, who goes first? You win. You win. Good. So you roll. You rolled higher. I've got you a win. Kiki-Jiki deck. It's just absolutely bonkers. Yeah. I've got uh, Narset's crazy, but that's more mm-hmm. about like just locking the board down and being silly. But Urza's just nuts. yeah. I think if we did Urza and maybe Thassa, that's just Thassa's just stop, dude. Stop town. Rashad and Footpay with Thassa, and it's like I win. Everyone sacrifice all your permanents. I win. I'll counter everything they try to do to stop you from winning. Well, if I mean, you have Urza, and you have all of your board on the table, then maybe the Footpay won't get to you. Dude, but, two out of Giants is the best. Uh, we'd so wipe good. the floor with whoever dared challenge us. That's it. I, no, I think we would win. <gasps> you maniac. Me and Jack against you two. We're doing Seamus it. Seamus is going to be like, I'll play the Lawn War Elf. And then <laughs> Ian's like, I'll drop my whole board with Urza, and I win the game. I actually don't know anything about this game. I've, I'm just I've talking no smack. Because I, I, I don't know I'm either. Like, but any opportunity oh, yeah. to argue, the best, uh, I'll take it. One of the best card games ever made. I'm like, how does this pertain to the rosary? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I actually won't June, play this June game. Is, June is the won't. month of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. That's right. Um, it is. No, it actually I, is. I love this conspiracy theory. Uh, the physicality channel says, do we have any proof this is actually live? Uh, uh, yes. Well, they just I mean, asked that question and you read it out loud. I assume they asked it recently. Yeah, would, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be, be proof? proof? I would think Define so. Yeah. How did, can I say like, isn't, isn't the super chat itself proof it's live? I guess they think we get super chats sent to us in advance. We read people's well, minds. Well, now it's yeah. proven for them, but I guess for everybody else. Yeah, what do we? Right. What, uh, I, I don't know. It's nine forty-eight p.m. Yeah, I checked the time. Then they're like, yeah. "You timed that perfectly, you timed so that, that when exactly it went up, you, that you knew." <laughs> Keep sending super chats, and you'll find out. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. should. You know what I'm going to do? I want to design a clock that. It'll be like your standard, you know, what's what's a clock called that's just like a standard clock? Because it's like a digital numeric clock. Analog. Analog clock. Analog, yeah. uh, analog. Yes. But I want to have it so that like every every five minutes, the, the arms randomly pull to a different position. <laughs> Dude, right. what if there was a clock that no matter when you just looked at you. it, it always right. showed you what time it was now? So like if there's a, if the clock was on video and recorded you look at it now and it would show now's time How even though what I don't know it'd be some new technology Ian what are you talking about <laughs> like perma, the perma clocks are like like ever clocks I get something. that orb away that from that would be a multi-dimensional yeah, would you get over here that would be a multi-dimensional <laughs> clock because if, if Seamus is watching and someone else is watching it'd be yeah, a that's, different that's, 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 that's a quantum clock that's, yeah. a, that's a quantum clock oh, I love yeah. that you guys are a quantum clock can someone who can build this Ian can you build this a clock 
where instead of actually telling time, every five minutes, the arms randomly jump to a different position. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sure. So then, like, during the show, the arms will just be, like, <laughs> randomly. Like, people are like, what, a great what's idea. going Dude, on? Like, you already live. said it on air. That'd be so fantastic to do. <laughs> so just, like, the, the audience is like, what is going on? What's yeah. happening? This yeah. is not live. How can it be? The clock is... <laughs> Well, well, we'll we'll start thinking about things like that. Maybe we can do like, wait, I shouldn't say any more ideas. Okay, good. Yeah, right, dude, right, we've right, got right. some fantastic ideas that like, if you ever say them on air, you'll ruin them. Like, we should miss his clothes. Just no, she, she, she. <laughs> <laughs> it comes back. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's read. Let's read some more. Unholy prophet says, "I'm 30 and I own my own house, and my mom lives next door. It's like the show loves. Uh, it's, it's like the show everyone loves Raymond. There you go. And I bet she comes over when she wants to borrow a cup of sugar." <laughs> Uh, and, she, she, and she calls you unholy prophet. Uh, unholy, you come over here and bring me a cup of sugar. Yeah, I'm I, I, I got to say, my, my mom just got a place um, that's uh, right down the street from us. And with, with the kids, it's it's great. I mean, that's oh, yeah, I believe that, it. that is sort of the traditional, you know, setup. Right. Mm-hmm. So that it's 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 multigenerational. Yeah. Families live close. Right. You're not you're not just shipping the you know, outsourcing your child care to some stranger or yeah, you know, that's exactly it. you know, somebody you found on care.com. It's it's grand it's it's grandparents, it's amazing, they love the kids, they know the kids, it's it's, it's theirs, right? Mm-hmm. And it's I I love it. All, All right, 100%. we got uh, Nova Zero says Antifa are pests, not bugs. Don't eat Antifa, no protein whatsoever. <laughs> Use pesticides like tear gas, enjoy. Also, have you seen how big Australian bush roaches are? I have not. I'm sure they're huge. Yeah, Antifa you kind of remind have to me. Hunt them with an AR, sorry. Antifa yeah. <laughs> remind me of cicadas in in many many ways. Uh, the, loud. the screams, right? Yeah. So the screams is a big part of it. A chicken uh, could defeat them. The way <laughs> that chicken could do, the, the the swarms, right? The swarms that yeah. are absolutely an inv- they are an invasive species. They're they certainly think gender is a social species. construct. Have you ever you ever get yes. alone with a cicada, dude? Their political opinions are all out of whack, right? <laughs> and they will not <laughs> stop talking about that they just re all the and, time and for some reason they can just automatically generate molotov cocktails yeah yeah, right. yeah. all right we got uh <laughs> rob lurson says breaking jbs paid 11 million dollars in bitcoin ransom to cyber criminals who last week knocked out plants that process one-fifth of the nation's meat supply wall street journal wow oh that's only gonna get worse the thing, that, the thing that killed me with the Colonial Pipeline was when the CEO was testifying yesterday and said and ad- admitted that said, well, they asked him, and, said, and Senator Hawley, I think it was Senator Hawley actually asked him, well, why didn't you just go in manually and turn on the pipeline? You guys see this one? And he responded that, well, essentially all, all the workers that know how to operate the pipeline manually are either retired or deceased at this point. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's and depressing. We, we actually didn't have the capability of, of operating it manually anymore. That's insane. Yeah, that's not good. I would say so. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. All right. We got Chris Bolly says, Tim, I keep hearing you refer to NC as an East Coast state. While it is on the East Coast, it is a Southern state that is very conservative. Most people here have rejected COVID measures, FYI. I just refer refer to it as an East Coast state because it's very easy to get to North Carolina, uh, from North Carolina to New York. So if New York implements all these restrictions, there's probably a lot of people in North Carolina who are like driving up to New York or even driving through New York. Maybe you aren't going on vacation or something. It's well, not I, like you're in Los Angeles. And yeah, it's like a six but hour well, there, I, I, there is kind of this like regionalization of the term East Coast. Like you wouldn't consider Florida an East Coast. How dare state, you? Even I, though it is. I live in Georgia yeah, and I consider myself no, a coastal is, elite. But people wouldn't say that, right? They, when right. they say yeah. East Coast, they kind of mean like mid-Atlantic Northeast. Yeah, I get it. I'm just re- making, making a geographical reference because like. Yeah. I, I, admittedly, what is it like 16 hours New York to Florida or something? Or is it 24? Yes. It's not that bad. No, it's, it's not 24. No, it's like 16, right? Yeah. Maybe 18. Yeah, I've yeah. done I've done Florida to – D.C. to Florida, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's see. B13SR, what is it? Beezer? 
I grew up on Rage Against the Machine, and today's kids, my nephews, call me a conservative. Yeah, well, to be fair, Rage Against the Machine today is rage on behalf of the machine. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Man, isn't that, isn't that funny? Because I was the reason I brought up The Offspring earlier about Hit That is because I was listening to one of their latest songs, and it's not overt, but it really does sound like they're pro-establishment these huh. days. Maybe they always were. I mean, it's 2003, right? Or no, no, what year was Why Don't You? Oh, yeah, yeah, Hit That was 2003. 2003. That was the, well, how Bush. are we defining the machine? The political establishment, what it's always been. Hmm. Yeah, so, Trump so, so just that's who they claim to be raging against? Oh, yeah, but oh, they're... Rage against the machine, that's what I'm saying. Rage like, in d- the pocket Didn't they have the a machine? video that was, like, directed by Michael Moore yeah. at one point with Rage, and they're on Wall Street, and they're, like, Boy. protesting. They protested in front of the, the DNC at one point. They went down to Cuba. I mean, these guys were pretty, pretty, you know, populist uprising against, quote-unquote, the establishment. Yeah. We got uh, Logan Culver says, clearly the culture shift happened when they fired up the uh, Large Hadron Collider in 2008 and ripped a hole in our time continuum. Yes. Well, you guys should watch Loki because that's what it's all about. You know what, you guys? Um, We're up to 9.3K likes. Not against that. And that's great, but we agreed to 20,000. Oh, we did. That's what I remember. I I said initially. I distinctly remember you saying that. I said 20,000. I love you guys. Let's get us there. Come on. 20K likes. And watch the new Freedom Tunes videos. Do both. You can do both. And subscribe at Freedom Tunes. Man. All right. All right. Sonny James <laughs> says, like He's they say. At Tim, like how long will he allow me to do this? <laughs> Sonny James says, like they say, politics is religion for ugly people. Biosurveillance like vaccine passports forces the individual to buy technology. What better for disease capitalists than data mining you to train robots? Half the cost of immigrants. The pitch is VR. Oof. Wow. All right. Let's see. Daniel Welch says, is the difference in states you described like Brave New World, sterile and dehumanized world state versus degenerate savage lands? I don't know. Yeah, I think there's an extent where Brave New World actually came a little bit closer than Orwell. And I know that's sort of not the, you know, not the, the quote unquote, you know, prevailing wisdom. But when you look at what Huxley proposed, it was this world, not only was it um, advanced in terms of technology, but it was instant gratification yep. of anything you wanted it was um it was you know free love free sex and this is totally predates exactly like the the counterculture totally it's 1920s i believe 1925 he wrote that and so you know he got a lot closer and then so they fly over you know quote unquote the flyover states but then you can go and they have these little platforms where you can land on and sort of look down to people living in like what we consider the Midwest now, and that's like a vacation to see how the how the savages, that's they call them, the savages live. Yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree with you. It's interesting. It actually gets more into the sexual politics, which is, which is a huge part of why everything's falling apart. Here. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's like half the book. Mm-hmm. All right. The one free man says, would you die not for America as we know it, but for the America you know it could be? So for the papal states of America... because it could be that and i would die for that i've seen so many people die feudally that i i'm not really looking to throw myself away yeah i guess that's a complicated question i mean look that's that's clearly a risk that my grandfather was willing to take i think i think the second world war i think there's something noble about that i'm not a you know a big fan of the industrial military complex or our current foreign policy but if there was a good reason to go to war, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm so brave and macho, I would absolutely go do it. But I definitely believe there are reasons which warrant fighting. For I mean, sure. I'll, 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 I mean, you know, as 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 Patton once said, you know, the object of warfare is, yes. is not to die for your country, but have the have the enemy die for his. Mm-hmm. That being said, 
you know, I know that I've, I'm not someone who currently, and I said this before, I argued that I don't think that we are on a collision course with China. But that being said, should, should the CCP try, uh, trust me, I, I, I've been focused on these guys solely for f- about 15 years right now. I, I would know how to tear them apart within less than 18 months. Don't say that on air. Disney will never hire you now. No. <laughs> Hedge Trimmer says the mother of all short sales is upon us. The Ape Army owns the float by 93%. Is that for GameStop? We'll see what happens. That could be big. I well, also Apes, did a cartoon AMC, about GameStop. Right? Was it? Isn't, isn't Apes AMC? Uh, I don't know. It's just meme, I thought. Meme cryptos. Yeah, meme cryptos. Or memes, meme so stocks. it's Apes, Apes with this, that'd be all meme stocks. So if you like, if you guys like meme stocks, I did I did a, a video called Game Stonks that you guys should also check out at Freedom Tunes. Was that right? You really enjoy it, yeah. All right. Clef the Misfit says, Tim, I'm going to keep posting this till you read it. Please make a gorilla t-shirt in your honor with a beanie and lettuce hands. Oh, I, 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 I bought, I bought AMC. Yeah, I bought, I bought back. You're it. You're back in. Yeah, yeah. For a while now. Back on the train. All right. Yeah, I woke up and I was like, I don't even have anything to invest in. I was like, oh, AMC, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, there, there, there are people that are moving on. If you click on Wall Street Bets, AMC isn't even like the hot thing right now anymore. The people have kind of moved on from it. This is a, a, a hive. You know, it's a bees nest. But I haven't, by the way. And they, well, I have not. This is a hive. And what they've realized is that when there's high short interest in a stock, it's guaranteed to go up. Right. Just hedge funds are like, we're going to tank the stock. We're all make money. They announce it. Then everybody follows suit and they do the opposite. And they're guaranteed to sell the stock at a higher price. It's, it's a win. It's just absolutely win. So now the whole, the whole game is going to shift yeah, based exactly. on this new meta. The firms are going to stop doing that. They should have kept it low key. So they can keep taking advantage of these firms when they try to do it. Now that the word is out, they're just going to know it's too big of a risk to short. Yep. Let's see. Javon Cronin says, I love how Ian randomly gets mad in the middle of a sentence and chills out by the end. Always catches me off guard. Dude, I am fire. Electric light. <laughs> That's so true. Dude, think of that. it's really short okay. Um, Wrath4 oh, says, more people died in 2020 alone from shoving foreign objects in their bums than people died from AR-15s in the past five years combined. Well, we should we should absolutely ban did, did those he, things. Are, are we are we debunking or has that been bunked? Yeah. <laughs> it is being bunked now. <laughs> we can choose we can choose to accept yeah. the bunk, debunk, and then if we do debunk, then the other party has a chance to rebunk. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we should ban all those. We could things. Always <laughs> all right. Let's see. Let's uh, let's do a couple more here. Ward Spo says no drinks on the damn table ever. Few hundred to thousands in cards. I have stacks of irreplaceable cards. I get it. Oh yeah, we have like uh, I've got an Alpha Bolt. I yeah. like that card. What is that worth? Like a thousand bucks these days? Wow. Oh man, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not that much. Possibly. But it was like it was like a, like seventy bucks when I bought it. I think. I'm gonna look it a up. while ago. Just imagine if somebody just like knocks over their coffee or something. Well, it's it's sealed in a special thing. So that's sealed. Again. Yeah, but I do have some cards that are worth like a lot. It's like crazy. one of one of my deck has some like. I probably shouldn't say too much about the power of this deck, but it's got some really, really old, expensive cards in it. Let's just say he had some collateral for that AMC stock he bought. Oh. Right. So I went, I went, and I was like, "I'm going to leverage my Magic the Gathering deck," and they were like, "Whoa, whoa!" whoa he went down to the whoa. bank. They're like, "We don't have a vault big enough, safe enough to store that." Like, what are we? Looks like the uh, Alpha Lightning Bolt's about 500 bucks now. Oh, okay, 500 bucks. There you go. Wow. So uh, apparently, uh, the the Magic the Gathering cards have ha- track higher. Uh, have a higher uh, rate of return, uh, a percentage of return than like the S and P five hundred. It is raining. Whoa! Wow. Yeah, I heard that. I, was I like, hear it. Whoa. Yeah, I hear is it. it rain? Noise. Yeah, it's like in waves. And guess who gets to drive home through that? Oh, hey, if the okay. power goes out, it was nice doing the yeah. show with you guys. Yeah. yeah, we made it. Yeah. So let's just uh, we'll do a couple more <laughs> so we can get to that bonus segment. 
Ian, use your abilities to keep us online. You got it. Positive <laughs> right. energy displacing the clouds. We do have the reserve batteries. Goblin Hands says, Tim, as a truck driver, the truck driver shortage is a myth. They are pushing the autonomous trucks in. Mm. Also, the Chinese mm. own the biggest pork company in the U.S., Smithfield. If yes. they decide, they yeah, can shut us down easily. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Jamie Gagney says, how's your internet today? I have a Starlink set up to sell you if you want. Check out the jobs email. Can you write Ooh, that down? Jamie, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yes. I don't, can you do that? Because we would absolutely love to get Starlink. Um, we're on the waiting list. Hi, so everybody. they announced it's in our area. We paid for it. They said, now you just have to wait. First come, first serve. So it's like, yo, Elon, does anybody who's yeah. watching know Elon? Be like, yo, hey, hey Elon, <laughs> can you send this guy? He's not going to do a show. He needs Starlink. In the middle of nowhere. I also wonder, can you move the Starlink around? Because if they just give it to you, can't you just like take it and put it somewhere else? Mm. Use it somewhere else? Mm. All right, all right, all right. That storm is really, really bad. Yeah, so wow. uh, let's let's we'll wrap things up. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Facebook and Instagram at Timcast IRL. You can share our videos on Facebook. Help help us grow the network, and then redirect people to Timcast.com. Be a member. We're gonna have a a hoot of a bonus a segment coming hoot. up with all these these crazy folks we got we got chilling out here. You can follow me personally at Timcast. Basically everywhere shows live Monday through Friday. Share the show; it really does help. Jack, you want to shout out anything? Uh, yeah, shout out to humanevents.com. We're taken to the CCP on a daily basis, as well as to the corrupt leaders of the United States government uh, here today. We're going after the U.S. military today, a guy who just said a lot of things that he probably shouldn't have said, so we've scooped that, and he had to delete his Twitter account just Ooh, before we came out as this battalion commander. Uh, and also check out antifabook.com if you want to learn the truth about this organization. Never before published information about conversations from FBI Director Ray directly with President Trump. No one's got this stuff. We've got it through our reporting. Check it out, antifabook.com. Uh, I make cartoons. Yeah. I think they're pretty good. Go you watch guys, the Fauci episode. Watch the Fauci episode. You guys just it, got it's us. It's actually pretty good. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you guys just got us to 10,000 likes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's half of what I asked for, uh, but it's not what it'll do. It's, it's not what, not what you guys promised. You promised 20,000, <laughs> so here's how you can make it up to me. I want you to go over to youtube.com slash freedom tunes. We are at about 644,000 subs. I'm trying to get up to 650,000 subs. Yes. And I'm also trying to get you guys to watch our newest Fauci cartoon. Watch Please the do Dr. That. Fauci episode. <laughs> It's me, Tim Pool, as Tim Dr. Pool Fauci. It, re- it really Fauci. is Tim as Fauci. By it is Tim that's Pool. That's people are saying they didn't believe it. Yeah, 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 but they I didn't do that voice it, yeah. all the time. It sounded. You gotta wear a mask because of the droplets. It was because I was such a good director it's that true. I got yeah. the performance mm-hmm. of your life out of you. <laughs> that's true. And so everyone should go watch that youtube.com slash freedom tunes. It's called Dr. Fauci's emails. It's very fun. We had a great time making it. You will all enjoy it. Go over there and sub. I love you. Sure, yeah, you can follow me at Ian Cross. Crossland.net as well, but hey, send me that positive energy. Send that positive energy up into the skies above us to to move those clouds like uh, when oil hits water and you just see it fly or when water hits oil or something like that. Hopefully do that before I have to drive. Yeah, do that so Jack gets an easy ride home. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, I have children. Yes, definitely. Jack needs to get home in one piece. We want him to be safe. It's wild and crazy. I have driven in some of these storms. Both times I felt kind of like I was going to die. I was with Lauren Chen one day and I was with Shaman the next day and it was freaking awful. You can't see anything so I'm hoping it's cleared up by then. But you guys can follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids. I would like to have more followers than Sour Patch Kids so I'd really appreciate your help. I thought you were going to say you wanted to have more followers than Shamus. That's uh, not well, yes. that's I thought she does on Twitter. Oh do I? Sour Patch Kids yes. is pulling away yeah. though aren't they? Yeah. Like, They're what? Sour Patch Kids is pulling away. I actually checked the other day. <sighs> Oof. Yeah, I know. But you're, well, you actually are quite close to them. I'm getting <laughs> That's there. People you getting there. All right, everybody. Make sure you go to <laughs> TimCast.com for the bonus segment with this crazy crew. It'll be up uh, hopefully around 11 or so. That's when we usually put it up. And uh, we'll see you all then. Bye, guys. Thank you.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.